Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What if AI could help your business deliver mission-critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Hey, thanks for listening to the Ben Maller Show podcast. It's me, Ben. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m., the 3 a.m. Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Ben Maller Show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Another one bites the dust. Patrick Mahomes adding his name to the list of quarterbacks under the age of 25 that have gone into Foxborough and come out a loser. A loser. Now 0-24, the record in the Brady-Belichick year. We'll talk about the wild Sunday night shootout in the second half. The Chiefs getting close, but I don't believe that counts. I don't think there are... Moral victories, I don't believe so. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So Sunday Night Football, 
it was a game billed as a game for the ages. All right, young versus old, all oh, the lead up to the game. Patrick Mahomes, the highfalutin Kansas City Chiefs against the grizzled, time-tested veterans of the Patriots. How did that turn out? Well, it was, for a half, it, it, it looked like it was going to be a route or a route. The Patriots were in control of the game at halftime, holding Kansas City to three measly field goals in the first half, and then all hell broke loose in the second half. It was an Olympic-style track meet in the second half, and most of the track meet being run by Kansas City. But in the end, Tom Brady and the Patriots, who had jumped out early, and they had you know they ended up being a tie game. They made a play late, and they get the win. And so the Patriots correcting the sins of losing to the Lions, losing to Jacksonville early in the year, and they end up holding off Kansas City 43-40. to The final, a last-second field goal by Steven Goskowski. The difference, the better story, though, is in the losing locker room, the high-powered Chiefs offense for half the game held in check by Bill Belichick and the Patriots' defense, but not in the second half. The Chiefs no longer unbeaten. Do you know who the only team in the NFL is that hasn't lost a game? No, no, seriously. Do you know the only team? You don't know the only team in the NFL that hasn't lost a game, do you? I'm trying to. What what team is that? The greatness of the Raiders. No, no, not that team. No, no. Turns out the the Raiders are bad on two different continents now. Not only North America, but also the European. That's right. The Rams. You can ram it even in the cold weather. The, the gods of coldness could not stop the Rams in Denver. Neither could the, the Broncos' defense stop Todd Gurley. But the, the Rams are the only unbeaten team left in the NFL. That's it. So they, what really should happen now is we just end the season. Uh, that's it. Everyone's lost except the Rams. We'll just have the Rams wait around till the Super Bowl, and then everyone else can play a round robin and determine who's going to be in there and who's going to play the Rams in the Super Bowl. And we'll, that's what we should do. Does anyone? No one disagrees. Everyone's like, yes, let's do it, Ben. Let's just everyone take time off. We'll just have the Rams rest up, get their injured players healthy for the Super Bowl in Atlanta. That's the way to do it. But back to the point at hand here. And the Kansas City Chiefs, the New England Patriots in Foxborough. So what are the big takeaways from the thriller in New England? Well, I've got flipped pianos. I have that as well. In addition, the Bad Brothers. So we'll mix all this together. What does that mean? I don't even know. What does Bad Brothers mean? I don't. We'll find out. See, that's the mystery. That's the beauty of it. Everything will tie together. Everything will work together. That's how it works. Now, first of all, Kansas City uh, was dealing early on with a market correction. Patrick Mahomes, who has been anointed, the now face of the NFL, the young quarterbacks, the new generation, he's the hot guy. Last year. It was Deshaun Watson, back to reality for Deshaun, right? People caught up to his act, uh, interception every game for Deshaun Watson. But Patrick Mahomes is the now the it guy. And there were signs, like the first half, you're like, well, well the story's going to be that he's now back to normal. The last couple weeks, we gave the stat last week. We did Benny versus the Penny. Patrick Mahomes, the last two games, was the 27th-ranked quarterback in the NFL. He did not put up. Great numbers against the Broncos or Jacksonville. And so he had been in a rough patch. In the first half of this game, 
Just three field goals for Kansas City, no touchdown passes. They didn't get a touchdown. Two interceptions. And Mahomes at halftime had a quarterback rating of under 50. And you're thinking, well, life comes at you fast, right? Life comes at you fast. He's got a quarterback rating of 46.3. Kansas City down by 15. Typically not the recipe for a dramatic finish at the very end in Foxborough. But sure enough, we got that. And Andy Reid, what he did is he went in the locker room and he flipped the switch there. And I don't know where he found the switch on Patrick Mahomes, but but he was weaponized in the second half as right after halftime, and, and mainly in the fourth quarter, they made a mockery of the Patriot defense there in the second half. How good. It was like manna from heaven there. In the second half, Patrick Mahomes was 9 of 13, had 187 yards in the second half, four touchdowns and no interceptions in halftime. In the second half, that that is like an entire season for some quarterbacks uh, you know, around the NFL. I mean, he had four touchdowns in the second half and, and a couple in the fourth quarter. He had the, only four incomplete passes and navigated the, the, the Chiefs into position against the Patriots to win the game, to have a chance to win the game after a mediocre first half. That's how you make up for a mediocre first half of football. Now, secondly, Tom Brady... On the other side, Tom Brady was the other half of the dueling pianos. and But he he did his work in the first half. He was uh, habitually great. First half of the game, uh, slicing him up. And he didn't get a lot of touchdowns. He only had one touchdown. You saw the game. The difference was the Patriots were able to run the ball. They found a running game. The Patriots now, it's not just Tom Brady and that's it. They can now run the ball with Sony Michelle. They have the ability to run the football, something they have not had consistently. They've had pass-catching backs out of the backfield, but Sony Michelle was great uh, running the football at a couple of touchdowns, went uh, right over 100 yards. He was really good, really, really good. Uh, now, Brady did cough up the football. He had another thing you can't happen at the time you can't have it. It was not the same exact play as the Super Bowl, but there was a, 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 stra- a strip sack of Brady that helped ignite the Chiefs and propel them to get closer in the second half. So, But the combination of Brady and Sony Michelle back-to-back, stacking them up in a game that had almost 1,000 net yards of offense, 946. The Patriots had 31 first downs and 500 total net yards against that iconic Chiefs defense. So if you want to know why the Chiefs aren't going to be going to the Super Bowl, you can look at that. 500 yards. 500 yards the Patriots uh, put up. 31 first downs. They were over 50% on third down. And they ended up running 22 more offensive plays than the Chiefs. The Chiefs actually averaged more yards per attempt than the Patriots did because they didn't have the ball as much. They had to make up for some ground. But the fact that in the second half, Patrick Mahomes averaged 14 yards per pass attempt. Every time he went back to pass, he averaged 14 yards per attempt for Kansas City. It was insane. Uh, Let's hear from from Grover, the quarterback of the Chiefs, who points out that I'm going to dive deep into the bag of cliches and I'm going to find out what I can come up with. 
you want to compete against them every single day. And we got yeah. down, put ourselves in a huge hole. And I, I'm just proud of my team on how we fought proud to get them. back yeah. in the game. And yeah. uh, we had the lead at one point, and we ended up not coming out with the win. But just that fight, I mean, it's something you can carry on and to the rest of this season. Yeah. Very impressive fight. The winning part, not so much. The uh, fight, though, that's, that's very important that they fought. Now, I mentioned the Bad Brothers. The Bad Brothers would be the McCourty Brothers. Uh, boy, but these guys, you talk about wearing the goat horns for the Patriots. Jason McCourty got burned on that 67-yard touchdown by Kareem Hunt. And Devin McCourty, he got abused twice. Tyreek Hill, a couple of touchdown plays for Kansas City. So you take the McCourty brothers away, that's 21 points off the board for Kansas City. And and the defense doesn't look as bad for the Patriots, but the the dueling McCourty brothers, the bad brothers, bad brothers, bad brothers, that's what they were for the Patriots' defense in this game. All right, last point here. The Chiefs now play host to the Bengals at Arrowhead Stadium, another Sunday night game this coming week. The Bengals are coming off a tight game with Pittsburgh, a game they lost, and a huge spot for Cincinnati, a team that traditionally has not traveled well going into Arrowhead, while the Patriots have four of their next five games, including a bye week, on the road. They play Chicago, a Bears team. More on that later. They lost. Somehow the Bears lost to the Dolphins' backup quarterback. <laughs> let's, uh, let's stop the old hype train there. Need some more, uh, more steam in the engine for the Chicago Bears hype train. Wow, that was... Whee! Where's my man Eugene in Chicago? Where you at, Eugene? What, are you going to do your little Bears dance? Oh, that's impressive. It's a solid Bears team. Yeah, that Monsters of the Midway, the Chicago Bears. Dan Orlovsky just happens to have their number. Big Dan, six foot eight, mountain man, Dan Orlovsky. Wow. So Chicago and the Patriots, that's the matchup uh, next week. So we've got some, some things to look forward to in the NFL. All right, here's the Ben Mather Show on Fox. If you would like to be part We'll take some phone calls. The number 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller, and you can be part of the show. We say hello to Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia, who's here for part of the week. He's right over there. A couple days, and then I'll be... uh... Flying off to Europe. So you'll probably be checking out. You're not going to give us a good effort, right? The last couple days of work before vacation, typically. I got a lot, I got a lot of fight in me, Ben Maller. No, I no, of, no, I got no, a lot no. of fight in me. I'm, I'm expecting. You're going to be proud of the way I'm going to fight for the next two, it's two gonna, days. It's going to be like an NBA layup drill for Eddie the last uh, couple days here. <laughs> and, uh, and then we'll have Ralph, who's always in layup drill mode. So I think we have Eddie's that got one foot out the door. Yeah. It's and, not, that's not, that's no, not how I roll. That's totally true. No. Not true. Just admit it. It's okay to admit. Just say, you know what? I'm all in for two days. I'm not really here. My mind is wandering to to sitting on a plane for 12 hours or whatever it is. That's what, that's what, that's, it's just say it. That's that's where your mind. Yeah. I was thinking about, you know, traditionally what people think of vacation is and, and, you know, I'm going to be gone for two weeks. It's a long time. Yeah. And you think. You might not have your job when you get back. It's possible. (laughs) It's possible. Yeah. So you think though vacation, like away, you're away from work and it should be relaxing and no stress and. It's going to be the opposite. We're going to be running around everywhere. We're just trying to see everything. And, yeah. you know, you know something's going to go wrong. You're going to lose something or some reservation's not going to be there or whatever. I'm just like, 
<sighs> All right, let's let's just let's do this. I mean, I'm not trying to act like I'm you know going yeah. to the uh, the salt mines or something. Sounds like you're very excited, Eddie. No, I'm just thinking though. If you're two weeks off of work, shouldn't that be a relaxing time that you're looking forward to? I'm like all stressed out about this. So yeah. we'll see what happens. Well, usually when I when I travel, it's I worry about the flight wherever I'm going, and then yes. I, the whole time I'm there, I worry about the flight back, and so I don't really <laughs> enjoy anything. I'm just worried about. Am I going to have room on the plane? Is it going to be okay? Am I going to have leg room? That yeah. whole thing. That's yeah. uh, it's a nightmare. But uh, that's, uh, that's fine. I'm trying to think, you know, because we're leaving like in the, in the evening on, on Tuesday. Should oh. I just try and not sleep, you know, when I get home? So that when I get on the plane, I'm like exhausted and I just crash Why for several hours? Why don't you just take a sleeping pill on the plane? What's the big deal? I don't like taking those things. I don't need taking those things. I'm tired all as it really? is. I don't it's need hard to sleep on planes, though, man. It's really for some hard. people. For some people. Oh, you're a good sleeper on a plane. I'm, I'm okay. Are, yeah? it, it happens sometimes. Yeah. What's the most you've slept on a plane? Go ahead. I don't know. Three, four hours. Yeah. Uh, have to, do that like three more times. Like double that. Double that. Double that. Double that. Double that. Well, I mean, hey, at least it's to take take a chunk of it out, right? Get yeah, some of it. I that's mean, decent. That's, yeah. It's a long flight though. Three hours, you might say. You're on a flight to New, from the West Coast to the East Coast. That's a good chunk. But to to Europe, no, not that's nothing. You'll you'll be in like uh, you'll be over Pennsylvania. You'll be awake. You'll be like, oh crap, we got to fly across the Atlantic still. What are we gonna do here? You know, it's like, what are we? Yeah. We're screwed. So, thanks. Have a great trip. Eddie. Yeah, have fun. <laughs> so, enjoy, 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 enjoy it. Enjoy are it. You Ralph. packed already? Are you packed? Already? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Hey, it's ready to go. The worst part is, I I'm mean, packing. I I say I'm packed. Let's be honest. Oh, I yeah. I took out the clothes that I said let's take this, and and my wife was the one who. Packed Who's watching everything. the pets though? Is there somebody gonna keep an we eye? We got on relatives them? coming. Oh yeah, over. relatives. Yeah, like a house sitting situation. Yeah. So they'll go through all your drawers and all that. Yeah. And everything. They'll go through all your. <laughs> There's stuff. nothing exciting, so. Uh, they're gonna go through everything. Everything is fair game. When you're house sitting, it's all fair game. Sounds like you're speaking from experience. Oh, I, would, I'm, I would never house it. I'm not going to. Why would I house it? I'm not, I don't go anywhere, number one. I, where do I go? I don't go anywhere. There's no, no, I'm not going to house it for somebody else. I've never done that. I'm like, when, I've you, ever, when, you, when you go to Hawaii, who checks in on little Bella? Oh, no, no. Does Bella go with you guys? No, Are you one of those people? we just put a big pile of food <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> yeah, and no, a big you know tub you of water. We just That's leave it there. And the dog, let the dog fend for itself. Crap everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sure. matter. It's all right. We clean it up when we get back. All right, 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to be part. 877-996-6369. You can join the festivist that is Sports Talk Radio, late night Sports Talk Radio. And I would argue this is the most interesting man in the NFL, but he soon likely won't be in the NFL. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website and follow the host of the show, Ben Maller, on Twitter. He is at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow me, Eddie Garcia, one foot out the door. You can uh, follow me at Eddie on Fox. No play for Mr. Gray. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. The most interesting man in the NFL. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Eugene from Chicago, who is celebrating the Chicago Bears as the id team, up and down, all about the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. Now he's like, hey, let's hear about the Rams, Ben, and Milwaukee baseball. Yeah, Eugene, you're a fraud as a Cub fan. No real Cub. It's not Cub fans for Brewers. You can't be a Cub fan pulling for the Brew Crew. What the hell's wrong with you? 
I know. That's terrible. It's embarrassing is what it is, Eugene. You're a proud Chicagoan. You can't support Milwaukee baseball. The Brewers are, are, are nothing. They're a peon compared to the Cubs. You can't be doing that. That's, an, that's a nightmare for you to do that. And plus the Brewers are going to lose anyway, so why would you want to jump on a losing bandwagon? Bad job by you. Brewers are fortunate that it's 1-1. They should have lost both games. Justin Turner had a chance to, to come through late in game one. You're not playing the Rockies anymore, Milwaukee. The Dodgers actually come back. They don't lay down and get in the fetal position. The Milwaukee bullpen's scary, yeah. huh? Yeah, keep bringing in those relief pitchers. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Way to go. Keep bringing them in. Keep bringing them in, one after another. It's ridiculous. It was a lucky hit, though. Lucky hit. Yeah, lucky. Fortunate. Very fortunate, clearly. Uh, let's go to the phones. And Weed Man Hippie, batting leadoff, something he does not normally wow. do. Uh, yes, I'm in a generous mood. Well, then I'll let him go to bed because he, he he needs to get his sleep, Eddie. My Cuban neighbor in a wheelchair gives me weed. Yeah. Reason to move to Miami. Ben, I love you. I was not going to call tonight because it's Sunday. It's heavy sports. And I really did a lot of thinking. I thought, don't call on Sunday nights. It's good ben, good, good instincts. It. Good instincts. Yes. And here you are. Okay. I'll do that. I'll do that. But because I had to call you. I had to call because I had to say this to everybody because everybody knows it. Today, sports was sex. It was sex. The games were sex. It started in Miami with Brock Osweiler. Well, oh, right my hand God. was getting a workout. Weed, weed man, what kind of sex are you having, my man? What are you talking about, Weed man? What is this? Super Bowl Brady yeah. and Pat Mahomes. Do you remember John Holmes? I was not a fan of his work, but I understand okay, that. Okay, it, it, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't right. matter. Every every possession, they go. What the hell was that? I, I know where that's going. Right? It's, it's too early in the show. Oh. We are. I'm in the safe harbor. We're not in the, I'm captain of the safe harbor. We're not, we have to go back to him later? I mean, I really, I yeah. Well, the, apparently, okay. Safe Harbor isn't really enough. Oh, I I took my training. All right, we'll have to wait. I think. Well, what, what did you think he was going to say? They could talk to him off the air. I think he was about to get do a John graphic. Holmes. Uh, yeah, I think he was about to explain his his analogy graphically. His anatomy, I think he meant. Right? <laughs> no, his anatomy. no, I'm not. Oh, <laughs> which would have also been graphic at the the same time. All right. Well, uh, well, the, the drama builds. Will Will Weedman get on the air again? And will Weedman stay on hold long enough to get on the air again? That's that's what we want to know. And will he not call next Sunday? Oh no, he's going to call. He's addicted. Of course, he's going to call. What else is he going to do? Well, he's, this is his job. He's told us this is his job. Yeah. <laughs> this is his job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, this is his. This is his gig. All right. So the most interesting man in the NFL. Let's let's just see if you can figure this out. Yes, you should be able to figure this out. When the in his game on Sunday, now he did not start the game on Sunday. The game he was in was tied at thirteen. He then apparently told the coaching staff it was picked up on television. Three words. His three words were "I got this." Those were his three words. He then went out on the field. And on the next two drives for his team, in a game tied up at 13 in the fourth quarter, he then threw interceptions on the next two drives, including a pick six 
That would be none other than Nathan Peterman. That's right, Nathan <laughs> Peterman, who... Yeah, you got that all right. <laughs> yeah, the most interesting man in the NFL. We are told his passer rating for his career actually went up with this performance against the Texans. He now has 10 interceptions in 82 career pass attempts. His interception rate is 12.2. 12.2 is Peterman's interception Arby. rate. And the fact that he is still employed, if he still has job, listen, listen very closely. If the Buffalo Bills are still employing Nathan Peterman at the end of business hours on Monday, the commissioner ought to investigate the Buffalo Bills for negligence as a franchise. This guy did, did has you see no who they business. Up? He has no business being in the NFL. I'm not done, Eddie. He's got no business being in the NFL. Enough is enough. I don't care how great Peterman looks in practice. It doesn't matter. He sucks in games. There's no way this guy should be in the NFL. I wouldn't even let him touch my automobile if he became a mechanic. He's so bad. And then after the game, you know, what do you say, right? You see what Peterman he, Peterman tried to use the, the Bible as a defense. That's a bad job by him. Listen, he's a, he made it seem like it's not that big a deal. He sucks at playing quarterback in the NFL. He talked about being a child. How bad is he? Well, he talked about being a child of God and all that. And, you know, he, said, he said, this is, quote, not finding my identity in football. Well, of course not, because you're not going to be in football anymore. You might as well be, get into religion. You should become a preacher or something full-time. Maybe you'll be better at that. Yeah, Football's the, not your thing. For those who didn't see. Can't do it. Derek Anderson has now been he hired. He sucks also. For, for the Buffalo He's garbage. Bills. He's probably going to start this week if, if Josh Allen can't play. <laughs> Derek Anderson yeah. off yeah. the street. Oh. Peterman, though, says, I love this game and put everything I have in this game, but can't let it define me. No, it's going to define Peterman is an adjective for sucking at the quarterback position. All right, years ago, Eddie, when I was a kid, I heard this story. Merkel's boner. Right, it's a famous oh, play in, in baseball. Hold on now. Right? What What's now? that? Somebody's no, it's, boner. A, it's a famous play in baseball. Merkel, Fred Merkel. You know that story, right? It's a legendary story from uh, baseball. I've heard you the name know. sounds familiar. It's a oh my Eddie. I mean, that's a legendary play. Merkel's boner. Uh, anyway, Coop, uh, Roberto, you guys familiar with Merkel's boner? I'm not familiar with. Oh my any, God, you yeah. guys have yeah. no. <laughs> you guys have no history. Shame on you. Well, but you, anyway, you are the old man of the show. So, listen, you know. I heard Vince Scully tell me the story when I was a kid. I'll, okay? bet, you, I'll bet you did. Uh, he, he probably did the play-by-play. But, uh, but no, this Peterman is now an ad. Much like we talk about magic and we all we have to do is say Houdini, right? The name Houdini, the great magician Houdini is synonymous with magic. The name Peterman is synonymous for suckage at the quarterback position. But the fact that he said, I got this to the coaching staff, well, and he came on the field and then threw two interceptions in a row he, he did, and a pick six. Yeah. He he uh, finalized the game. Yeah, he did. That's what he meant. He, yeah, he, I got this. Yeah. This game's over. Don't have to worry, boys. <laughs> We're going back a loser. Don't worry. Settle it. All right, so the Ben Maller Show on Fox. And, and with that as the backdrop, I believe we now know the most fraudulent team in the NFL. Do you know the most fraudulent team in the NFL is? I know. And I'm going to fill you in on that. We'll get to it. we got some other oh calls to get to. Oh, this is a good one, Eddie. Can't wait. Biggest frauds in the NFL. We'll get to all that from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. But right now, Eddie Garcia is here, 
and he will enlighten you with the latest. Eddie? Well, we haven't even got to postseason baseball. It's a, it's a long show. I'm sure we'll get to it. But Game 2 of the American League Championship Series saw the Red Sox beat the Astros <laughs> yeah. 7-5. Boy, those Astros are frauds, by the way, aren't they? Losing the, yeah. a game David Price started. Well, oh, well yeah, we'll get to that in a second. But Jackie Bradley Jr. with the big hit for Boston at base is loaded double in the third to drive in three. Mookie Betts and Raphael Devers also had two hits, two runs scored, and an RBI piece. Matt Barnes gets the win in relief. Of David Price, who had been 0 for 10, or at least his teams were 0 for 10 in games that he had started <laughs> in the postseason. That but is a team erase that, is, that now. That, that is like a three-loss situation yeah. for the Astros. His team they, finally. I won. don't even know how they can show their face in Game Three after that performance. What an embarrassment! Everyone in Houston's embarrassed for that game, Eddie. All right. Well, best, the best of seven series is even at one-one as the series shifts to Houston. Game three will be Tuesday. Red Sox are ready to go. Might only be a five-game series. I uh, see the Sox winning the next three uh, in Houston. I don't think about yeah. it. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, week six of the NFL Sunday night, Patriots get a last-second field goal to beat the Chiefs 43-40. to Tom Brady had 340 yards passing, a touchdown pass, and a touchdown run. Sony Michelle over 100 yards rushing for New England and two scores. Kansas City gets its first loss the year. They dropped to 5-1. and Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes in the second half, three of them to Tyreek Hill. But again, Patriots with the last-second field goal to beat the Chiefs. Other games in the NFL, Rams are 6-0. and They beat the Broncos 23-20. Todd Gurley, over 200 yards rushing and two scores That's for your MVP. LA. Sorry, Mahomes. That's your MVP, so, Todd Gurley. That's why I picked him in the NFL pick. Your MVP. Dolphins Gurley. in overtime beat the Bears 31-28 on a field goal as time expired in the overtime. Brock Osweiler started this game for Miami over Ryan Tannehill, who was out hurt, and he had a couple of fourth-quarter touchdown passes. Did you see the jacket Tom Brady wore after the game? He looked like uh, like a Tom Cruise-type jacket from back in the day. I, right? must, like a I must have missed that. No. Like the fonts. Oh, the fonts, too. You could <laughs> the do the fonts. fonts. Before my time, I'll, of course. I'll have to check that out, Roberto. The yeah. Cowboys crushed the Jaguars yeah. 40-7. Dak Prescott had a couple of touchdown passes and a touchdown run. Uh, Steelers get a touchdown pass from Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown with 10 seconds left to beat the Bengals 28-21. That's eight straight wins for Pittsburgh over Cincinnati now. Ravens beat up on the Titans 21-0. They sacked Marcus Mariota 11 times. Tennessee with 106 yards total offense in this game. Chargers beat the Very Browns. Impressive. Not really. Chargers beat the Boy, Browns. What, what, a, 38, what, a, what a great thing we have. We got Mariota who can't figure out when to let go of the pass so he doesn't get sacked. Oh. And we have Jameis Winston who's now lost 10 of his last 11. Remember that great debate on who should be drafted, where, and all that a couple years ago in the NFL draft? Winston has been the last 11 starts, his team, the Bucks, have lost 10 of his past oh, I 11 see, starts. I see the Tom Brady jacket now, by the way. Yeah. Good luck, that is, right? Boy, Roberto nailed it. He, the Fonz? He does look hey. like the Fonz. Hey, yeah. We had the Vikings beating the Cardinals 27-17. Over in London, Seahawks down the Raiders, yes. My reference was more, I mean, Top Gun is after the Fonz. Well, it's a more timely reference, but yes. I think Roberto was more accurate. I'm more hip. You guys are it old didn't look man. Like a, the Fonz? That did not look like a fighter pilot jacket. It's just is. a leather jacket. That was a the, fire. Fon- the Fonz is iconic. That jacket's worth more than all of us combined, by the way. That That's jacket hundred percent, hundred percent. Probably, yeah. it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Falcons over the Buccaneers, 34-29. Jets beat the Colts, 42-34. to Redskins over the Panthers, 23-17. And the Texans down the Bills. 2213. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, we started with baseball. We'll close with baseball. Did you see Red Sox starting pitcher Chris Sale admitted to the hospital yeah. Sunday because of a stomach illness? He's being kept overnight for observation, but Alex Cora, the manager of the Red Sox, says, Nothing to see here, nothing serious. <laughs> yes. He says, quote, hopefully we'll get good news and he'll join us in yeah. Houston. 
Houston, end quote. Well, I know, Eddie, sometimes I eat some bad pasta yeah. and I end up in the hospital immediately well, as I eat bad yeah, pasta. I, I usually happens, go to the hospital when it's nothing serious. Yes, I don't know about it's you. It's nothing but, to uh, see here. Yeah, it's fine. all for precautionary reasons. Absolutely fine. Well, it's another reason not to take the Astros seriously. Uh, in games where the Red Sox pitcher was healthy, the Astros have not won a game in this series. Oh, boy. Clearly, That's Chris Sale really was battling it. through a stomach ailment that he should have been in the hospital. It was a heroic effort that he even started that game, although he couldn't throw the ball over the plate to save his damn life. But that's all right. That's fine. I also determined over the weekend that pitchers that don't throw strikes are as useless as NBA players that don't make foul shots. It's a gimme. You just throw the ball over the plate. The hitter is going to get himself out 70% of the time. Do you realize if you throw strikes, seven, you could be terrible. Seven out of ten times, the hitter will get himself out. Seven out of ten times, all you have to do is throw it right down the middle of the plate, and 70% of the time, you'll be doing a good job. All right. Are you done, Eddie? Yes. We're coming to you yeah. from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you. 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We'll get to uh, Lady Luck, the luckiest team in the NFL in a moment. Right now, though, let's go to the phones. Kurt in Canton is on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Kurt. Hey, Ben. How are you doing tonight, my man? Kurt, if I was any better, I'd be a Brown, but not a Cleveland Brown because they're back to being the Brownies. What a pathetic performance against the Chargers. I I knew you were going to start with that. I knew you were going to go with it. I have no excuse for that. I have no – it was terrible. Trust me, I cringed during the entire game. Uh, well, not during the entire game. You probably turned it off because the game was over midway through. There was no need to watch the second half of the game. It was over. Uh, well – I won't lie. I watched the whole thing, and and you watched the entire the, game. I watched the entire game. Yes, sir. I, I believe you're the lying. Entire game. You're, so you're telling uh, when it was twenty-eight to six or thirty-five to six, you're like, hey, wait a minute. I think the the, the Browns are going to come back down twenty-nine points in the third quarter. No, it was mainly I wanted to see if uh, Baker had any issues with when he slid on that thing and then he yeah. had the other guy hit his leg and uh, Baker, Baker was wonderful see if he made it through the whole game because they had Tyrod warming up and we all know what happens when he goes in I got you all right well how can we help you though you didn't call for that Kurt you had an agenda there's something you want to say what do you have to say yeah well first off I haven't talked to you in a little while and the last time I talked to you is previously before uh uh, Jeannie in Medford, you know, unfortunately. Uh, uh, it has been. That has been a while. Yes, Jeannie passed away yes. a little while ago. Sure, yeah. Yes, and she, she was one of my favorite callers. She was great. Uh, every time that, you know, uh, you play one of her drops, I love that you still play those. For respect to her, that's awesome. Much respect to anybody that's listening, to her family or friends or just other people that enjoyed her, too. I, I really enjoy her. She was... One of the people that really made the show, besides all of you guys. Uh, on the other hand, you got two of the two two of the worst callers. <laughs> I'm glad you blew Weed Man Hippie up. For one, what's up with the self gloss, Weed Man Hippie? For one, anybody that actually smokes weed, they don't call it weed. Hold on a sec. Okay? Hey, hey, Kurt. Hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. Let me. Uh... Hey, line three. Are you there, line three? Yeah, I love you, Kurt. How you doing? 
Oh, I'm doing great, man. Hey, well, you uh, just ripped him. Kurt, you just ripped him. <laughs> Kurt, you just ripped him. You can't, you can't be that. Come on, Kurt. You just tore into the guy. I said I'm doing great. Who do you think said, asked you that? Doing? Who do you think that is? What? Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, it's cannabis. If you're going to self-gloss yourself... Call yourself Cushman OG Crush Chronic Lemon Drop Haze or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we tried. Now we'll never know who the other caller Kurt hates is. Oh, uh, he told me before. Oh, I, I think I know. I think I'm going to go real talk. Yep. Real talk? Really? You didn't like real talk either? Kurt, are you there? What's wrong with real talk, Kurt? I oh, hung up. All right. I guess he hung up. That's unfortunate. What was his problem with? What was his issue with Real Talk? Did he say to you off? He didn't go into details. He just said he thought that Weed Man and Real Talk are the two worst callers in radio history. Does he think he's a good caller? Because his call was kind of mediocre. I mean, it was pretty bad. Call was kind of sucky too. Yeah, Yeah. it wasn't that good. You know, deep dive on the Browns game. Not what we're looking for. I mean, I don't know about what they do in in Canton, Ohio, but uh, out here we still call weed weed. Still call it weed. Yep. Okay. You're listening to the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Do a deep dive on that later. Anybody call it to Aunt Mary? Does anyone call it that? Or Aunt, you know, Mary Jane? Does that happen? Is that, that's old school, right? That's, uh, Mary Jane? No? Uh, you know, yeah. every, every now and then, yeah. Every now and again, like throwback, you know? Yeah. A bit of that. Yeah, I got you. Uh, it's uh, the Ben Maller Show on Fox, the most fortunate team. Lady Luck is smiling upon, but, of course, that means they're fraudulent. Uh, we'll get to that. And also have the NHL Puckham. NHL Puckham. We'll do that again. Here's the Who Am I? Sam Darnold, now also the youngest player in NFL history to have a passer rating of over 115 on 30 or more pass attempts, beating my long standing record. Again, Sam Darnold, the Jets, becoming the youngest player in NFL history to have a passer rating of over 115 on 30 or more attempts, beating my long-standing record, who am I? The answer, next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Well, the NHL puck them in a moment, but the luckiest team in the NFL, you know what it is? Let me phrase it differently. The biggest fraud in the history of the NFL for a 3-3 three and three team, that would be the Houston Texans, who are the worst 3-3 three and three team in NFL history. Now, what is my evidence that the Houston Texans are the worst 3-3 three and three team in NFL history? They have literally been handed three consecutive games on a, a a platter. Here you go. Take it. Let's go back to week four. Texans playing the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich decided he'd rather lose than tie the game. Remember that famous Reich's boner in Indianapolis? Yeah, so the, the Colts gave the game to the Texans in week four. Week five, Jason Garrett doesn't go for it on a fourth down and one in overtime, the Cowboys end up losing. That's the second game that handed 
hand it over to the Texans. And then this week, in week six, the Buffalo Bills, in a tie game, go to the Nathan Peterman card, who then hands the game to the Texans with a pick six with a minute 30 left on the clock. So the Texans should be 1-5-1 and one at best. I'll give them the Cowboy game or the Bills game. I'm not giving them both. I'll give them one of those games, either the Cowboy game or the Bills game. I'm not giving them both. So they should be 1-5-1, and one, and instead they're 3-3. Three and three. They're a fraud. No one takes them seriously. They have no chance of doing anything this year in the NFL. Time now for the Who Am I game. Sam Darnold of the Jets, the youngest player in NFL history to have a passer rating of over 115 on 30-plus attempts, beating my long-standing record. Who am I? That's the question. What's the answer? Let's see. Some of the guesses coming in. Midnight Walker's going with Elmer Fudd. See, can't read that on the air. Uh, Scott Tolzien from Brad. Joe Flacco tossed out by the Palm Desert Rat. The Cowboy Killer's going with the iconic Skeletor, who's currently in the Lakers starting lineup there. Who else do we have? Brandon Ingram. or Oh, <laughs> Brandon Ingram. Brigham Young from Ernie in Michigan. <laughs> Very similar. Uh, who else? Lakers page, always on his mind. Page down, page down. Uh, James is going with King Eddie. He found an old picture of you. Doogie Hauser, MD from Timmy. John David Booty from the Looney Franco account. Apple Fritter from Mr. Wright. Axel Rose from Far Out Dave. Cannabis Man OG Kush from Mr. Wonderful. Andrew Luck, tossed out by Robbie the Mariner fan. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? I believe the answer is Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien. Is it Ken O'Brien? Uh, no. The correct answer, none other than the iconic Fran Tarkington. A 57-year-old Mark Fran Tarkington held until Sam Donald broke the record. Let's get to it. Now it's hockey season somewhere, and let's get you caught up on the NHL Puckham. That's right. Hockey, 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 hockey. Who's going to go first, Koopaloop? That would be Roberto. Yes, sir. All I'll right. go with Austin Matthews. Right. Austin Matthews is off the board. Uh, let's see here. Pekka Rene uh, from the Predators. Eddie. Uh, let's go with Carey Price. All right. Price is gone. Koopaloop, the back-to-back on the NHL puck. Goldie and two skaters. I'll go with uh, Devin Dubnik. All right. And one more. And John Tavares. John Tavares. All right, you got him, Eddie. Morgan Riley. I will take, uh, go with Zach Parisi. Roberto, the back-to-back. Hurry up, Roberto. I'll go with uh, Dylan Larkin. Okay, one more. And the Kings goalie. All right, (laughs) uh, back to me. Is that allowed? (laughs) Philip Forsberg, Eddie. Tyler Sagan. Cool. Uh, I'll go with Jonathan Marshall. No, you didn't get it in. You didn't get it in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Boston Red Sox got off to a slow start in the American League Championship Series, but they awoken. They rose up and delivered the hammer of God on the Houston Astros in Game 2, and now the Sox are in really good shape. There's a lot of nervous Astro apologists trying to rationalize and trying to comfort themselves because the Astros are in a whole lot of trouble. whole lot of trouble now. Welcome in the beginning 
of the Ben Maller Show for this hour. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So I had the Patriot game on the boob tube, and then I had the Red Sox game on uh, my computer. But I had them both going. I was watching both of them at the same time. That's what we call multitasking. There are worse problems to have. But in the Red Sox game, which I got to see a lot of the Red Sox game because it started an hour and a half before the Patriots game did, but Jackie Bradley Jr., a player that I had traded uh, in some of my moonlighting gigs in Boston, I had him traded, I think that was back in June, I had him traded to, uh, I believe, the, the Giants. But Jackie Bradley Jr. stepping up, he had the go-ahead ribby double, a three-run double off Garrett Cole in the third inning in the game on Sunday night, and the Red Sox did not trail after that point. They end up beating the Astros 7-5 to in game two of the ALCS. So the Red Sox entered the inning that particular inning. They were down 4-2. to David Price was given a 2-0 lead. He regurgitated the 2-0 lead. The Red Sox were trailing by two, and then they ended up getting back on top. Xander Bogarts had a one-out single, and Steve Pierce also with a double Raphael Devers drew a walk, and that set things up after a strikeout by Ian Kinsler for Jackie Bradley Jr. to slice that double into the left field corner at Fenway, and the Red Sox went ahead, and they now head to Houston feeling pretty, pretty, pretty good about themselves. The series tied up at a win apiece, and so let's talk about the American League Championship Series which will take a day off because they travel by stagecoach, so it takes them a long time to get from the Commonwealth down to Houston, so they'll have to take a full day of travel, rest, and relaxation. The The question is, what do you make of the American League Championship Series at this particular moment? Tied up, as we said, 1-1. It's now a best-of-five series. Uh, my observations, you've got sky-high, the apocalypse and the monsoon. You've got those three things, and we'll fasten them all together. Now, to begin with, the Astros were strutting around like they were invincible, like their, their you-know-what didn't stink uh, after game one, and a uh, very annoying uh, group of bandwagon fans, as we pointed out, not real Astro fans, bandwagon fans, many of these people. Uh, and uh, there you go, right in your face. How'd that, that, how'd that work out for you? Oh, going to be David Price. David Price sucks. Well, David Price did not get the win because he didn't pitch enough uh, innings. He didn't get through the fifth inning. But this was historic. The fact that the Red Sox won a game that David Price started in the playoffs is massively important, cannot be understated. And for the Astros to lose a playoff game David Price starts is a reality check. And it's the kind of things like, wait a minute, we've lost our way. We've lost our way. This is a new low for Astro baseball. It's embarrassing is what it is. To put it in perspective here, David Price, with all these different teams he'd pitched on, all these games he'd played in, every time David Price started a playoff game, he didn't get the win. He might not get the loss, but his team always lost. Like Every time, his team would lose when David Price started a playoff game, but not on this particular night. And the Red Sox, to get the win, this is a huge confidence boost going forward. And, interesting to note, in games started by Red Sox pitchers who did not end up 
in the hospital the next day because of stomach viruses. The Red Sox have not lost in the American League Championship Series. The offense picked it up. The, the, the morale on this team is going to be sky high going back to Houston. And the Red Sox have found something. They found it's not the, the, the normal road to get success in the bullpen. Typically, you have relief pitchers that pitch well in the postseason, but the Red Sox have gone to their secret weapon to get a shutdown bullpen. Rick Porcello, who was good in this game, and you'd rather have him on the mound than some of those stiffs that the Red Sox had during the regular season, but the, a hodgepodge of relief pitchers able to, to do enough to shut down the Astro offense in, enough to get the win. But Rick Porcello in particular, he locked it down in the eighth inning. He came in, he pitched 18 pitches, 15 strikes. And considering how horrible the Red Sox bullpen was supposed to be and how unreliable the bullpen was supposed to turn out in the postseason, well, that's, that hasn't exactly worked out consistently like that. Porcello's been good. Some of these other guys, Ryan Brazier, uh, he, he's good as well. I mean, several of these guys you've never even heard of. A hodgepodge, as I said, of relief pitchers. Uh, but the, the confidence is going to be sky high. Now, in addition, the Astros, and I said this, I tried to warn the dopey Astro fans, you know, they're, they're new to baseball, so they don't know that much about the sport. They just started watching it last year in the World Series. But I tried to warn you, going into Fenway, the Fenway effect Right, the Fenway effect, and we saw it in Game Two. It didn't happen in Game One, but in Game Two it happened. The defensive apocalypse. Someone named Martin Maldonado. I guess he played for the Angels. That explains a lot. Martin Maldonado, the catcher. Did you see this? Maldonado, who looked like, I hate to say it, Yasmani Grandal. That's what he looked like for the for the Astros here. <laughs> he allowed two pass balls. He also was behind the plate for a wild pitch in the span of three batters behind the plate for the Astros. That helped. It was really the offense was a Martin Maldonado who plays for the Astros helping the Red Sox get an insurance run to go up 6-4 to four in the seventh inning. Mookie Betts ben, being the, the beneficiary of the catching faux pas of Martin Maldonado behind the plate who in 40 games after coming over to the Astros had three passed balls coming from the Angels. In the seventh inning, he had two passed balls in one inning. 40 games, three passed balls, seventh inning, two passed balls. That is the Finway effect. It was, it really was a defensive apocalypse for the Astros. Now the final point here. The series is squared up, and if you look at this from the simpleton, uneducated baseball fan, you'll say, well, the Astros have home field advantage, so they're in great shape here. They have home field advantage. Wrong. Wrong, 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 wrong. That's the wrong approach. The, the Red Sox have an offense. If it was – if I were to forecast the Red Sox offense, it is a monsoon-like effect, the offense. They are going to score runs. They are going to score a lot of runs in Houston – in the upcoming games, which start on Tuesday, and you really like the Red Sox in Game 3 with Nathan Avaldi on the mound versus Dallas Keuchel in what could be his final start as an Astro because he's going to be a free agent, will likely be Gonzo from Houston. That's Game 3 on Tuesday. The advantage Red Sox in that game, that prodigious Red Sox offense against 
Dallas Keuchel. You like them in that spot. And so the Red Sox should be up two games to one after game number three. Do we have any – we do not have any post-game sound from the American League Championship Series. I believe the editing department does not believe that's worthy of any post-game – are you serious? We had no one, no one rolled on any. Kupalup, explain to me how that's possible. How no one could have deemed the American League Championship Series worthy of putting post-game audio in? Horrible, really bad. How could that possibly be, Kupalup? Explain this. Explain the thinking behind that, Kupalup. Why would someone overlook that? Football Sunday. I understand, but it was Sunday night. There was a Patriots game and there was a American League playoff game. There were two games going on Sunday night. That's all I can tell you. I guarantee if I asked that same question, that's the answer I would get. Yes, but I'm the host of the show that wants to play baseball sound. You see, does that not matter? Does that, I mean, what are we doing here? Like, why Why bother? I mean, what, just think we don't need it? What do we have, sound from the Tennessee Titans game? Who's going to play that? No yeah. one. No one's going to play that. No one will play that audio. Mark Smyota got sacked three times. Or 11 times. Like I said, Kubaloop, I'm do. I just did a monologue on the American League Championship Series, which I believe is slightly more important than a Raven Titan game. We got Jaguar sound. Wow. <laughs> wow. I mean, I just the incompetence is unbelievable to me. That it's no pro- one it's would- probably honestly, it's probably because it's not a closeout game. It it doesn't matter. It's it's something. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, this, okay. What I think is important, what other people think important, clearly are not uh, the same thing. And I guess I have no influence at all to get these people to do uh, do their job. I guess they, I know when I come in here, they're leaving. They got God forbid they work one minute extra. They uh, they're they're like factory workers punching the clock as soon as they can get out of here. They're like, I'm out of here. I'm not gonna say a second later to get any sound. Not a second later. It's ridiculous. Now right, we say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie Judas Garcia. Meanwhile, Eddie, I can go in like two seconds. I can find audio, but. I don't think that's in my pay grade. I'm not supposed to be doing that, but I guess I have to multitask, I guess. I'd be, I'd be willing to help you out with that as well if you'd like. The moment's kind of passed now. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It's, it's all right. Yeah, it's great. Wonderful. That's Eddie checking out, by the way. I mentioned this last hour. Eddie's going to check out. He's uh, vacation. Well, I'm not sure in a what else you want me to add on the editing all department. Right. Here. Let's go to uh, let's let's see. Let's go to Blind Scott, who's in Boston. That'll make things better. Well, better than you, Mr. Silent over there. Let's go we'll to Blind Scott. Blind Scott, what's going on, man? What a great night in Boston, man. The Patriots crushed oh, the best offense, the fate of the world, the Astros stink. I sent you some mail. Nobody's stopping the Red Sox. AJ Hitch is a Bill Belichick wannabe. That guy's a punk. Nobody even wants to coach with him. Anybody who's an assistant coach with this guy leaves the damn Astros after one year. You know, the Astros have cheated. They have like a thousand fans. I've been crushing their fans on the internet all weekend. Tom Brady crushed those Kansas City Chiefs. Andy Reid's a punk. That Kermit Darkin loser. Stick that quarterback. Gronk was knocking everybody around. Nobody's better than Blind Scott. In order to get this line, I called Weed Man Hippie like ten times, and he got knocked off the line so I could get on the air. I'm not the best caller ever. Nobody's stopping me. I sent mail to you guys. I'm sending mail every month. The Red Sox are going to beat the Dodgers in the World Series. Boston's going to pay like nobody ever believed. The Red Sox are one of the best teams ever, man. The bats are so hot, man. You did Jackie Bradley Jr. I had him traded soon, too. Yeah, I thought he, all he could do was steal, but obviously he plays the wall along better than Gonzalez. Gonzalez, I hope he runs head first into the wall next time he comes into Boston. The Red Sox are the best team ever all time, World Series champions. All right, thank you, Scott. Yeah, th- th- appreciate that. 
minute 15 seconds of greatness. I don't know if I'd call it greatness. It's wonderful. Wonderful indeed. I sit down when I pee. <laughs> uh, the Bills monster writes in. He's uh, Derek in Buffalo. says, I am a Buffalo Bills fan. Uh, Benny and the crew, can I uh, – Forge, uh, can I forger about my bills? I, I, there's a word here that he misspelled. I'm not sure what he's going for. But he, yeah, you can you can call up if you want. We give out the number. And trust me, there's no screening process. Pretty much everyone gets on. You've heard who gets on the air. There's no We don't really keep anyone off the air. Everyone gets on. That's uh, that's how it works. Clearly. It's great getting porn, I'm telling you. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, 877-99 on Fox if you'd like to be part, 877-996-6369. Later this hour, we're going to have Maller to the third degree. We'll have that uh, for you coming up here in a little bit. But a su- Just like uh, I was going to say. Yes, Roberto, just I like, was about to do something, but oh, you interrupted okay, me. But go ahead if you want to interrupt like Eddie, me. Yeah, yeah. Eddie's checked off uh, for the show. I, yes. I checked off for football season. You did. Yeah. You're done I'm with done. football. All right. Very good. A surprising. So no more, no oh, more, my God. No more what Raider are, gear? What are you doing? Uh, I'll, I'll bring the Raider gear once in a while, but hey, I'm I, Because that, that's like your whole wardrobe. I mean, yeah, if that's you, true. If you stopped wearing Raider gear, you, you wouldn't have anything to wear. Uh, I got I got Dodger gear. I got Dodger gear to wear still. We're still in baseball season. For me, at least. You guys done? You, you want to continue? Coop, you wanna, do you have anything you want to say, Coop? Coop, you you say Coop? Coop? I, uh, yeah. I, I hate football. I'm just looking forward to uh, to the Lakers. You cover yeah. the game, Coop. The me Broncos too. cover the spread. You should be happy. You won the bet. <laughs> Got to cover. I almost just cursed just now. <laughs> cover. <laughs> the Broncos were seven-point underdogs, or seven and seven and a half, and they lost by three. It's a good I loss. Don't care. Do they care about the bet? I don't care. Well, some of us do. And those of us that do are very happy. It just figures. It just it just goes with the the whole like vibe of the season. They we score what we think is a touchdown, and then he gets penalized for for wagging his finger in the the defender's face, and then it's good, not a touchdown. A so wag. now all of a sudden yeah. it's at the sixteen yard line. Case Keenum's crap, so he can't <laughs> score the ball if he gets within the red zone. It's yeah. like all of a sudden, I don't know. The the coaches suck. It, the, Anytime the Broncos played like hurry up offense, the Rams were on their heels and they were able to move the ball down the field. I don't know why they didn't do that the whole game. I don't know. It's just it's awful. Anyone else have anything to say? And the Rams will lose to the Saints. That's a lie. <clears throat> Incorrect. All right. We've found a way to shorten NFL games and a surprising decision. We'll get to those stories and we will do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of The Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program to help add new listeners like yourself. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. And to the phones we go, real talk. Caller of the year. He's in New York City, and he's on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Real Talk. Boom, 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 boom. It's the caller of the year, the only real player in the game. You know him as Real Talk. Polarizing, controversial. He brings it every single time. No days off. No days, days off. Days off. You know it, Ben. Patriots, 
kicking major, major ass. I love it. Red Sox kicking ass also. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. Hey, Ben. What? Hey, Ben, I got to ask you seriously. When you said Aunt Jane, when you, like, sometimes you make jokes, but you knew Aunt Jane was Mary Jane, right? You were just being facetious, right? Oh, so comedic value, as you know, uh, real talk, and uh, some things are done with tongue firmly planted in cheek occasionally, but if we have to explain that the tongue is in the cheek, it's no longer successful. You see what I'm saying there, real talk? If I have to explain yes, yes, that the tongue sir. is in the cheek, then it, that's a problem. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Dude, I know you love LSU, and I know you love when LSU put a womp in and a whooping on Georgia. This weekend, that's well, crazy. The, I don't love LSU. I like their coach because I find him amusing. Coach O, I think, is like a, a real-life cartoon character, so I enjoy that. I, I love the fact that this is a real college football coach, and he's he's like a parody of a college co- football coach from Louisiana. I love that. So. Oh, dude, it was, and what was best was Tennessee beat Auburn. I was just like, oh, hell no, dude, it's I know Dad, dude, Danny from Nashville is going to run his mouth. Uh, no, he's got nothing. Auburn's a three-loss team. If that, That's an embarrassing signature win for Tennessee. Uh, they will have their comeuppance. It will be back to earth next week for Tennessee, so there's nothing to worry about. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, you know, that dude uh, who called out before, I guess his name was Kurt something, talking about I'm a bad caller. Well, he may feel that way, Ben, but I just realized I have a whole new fan that I never knew was a fan. Because you remember, Ben, last week I told Tammy from Montana, if she wants my call, I'll put my call of the year award online, and all she has to do is post a, pic, a video of herself talking to show me she's more than a four. Well, she didn't do it, Ben, so there's only three options I can make an assumption for. Option number one is Tammy's not intelligent enough to know what, what posting is or how to post something online. Option number two is Tammy's so fat and so ugly that if she did post something, everyone on the show would turn to would end up like Blind Scott and lose her vision. Or option number three, Tammy loves the fact that I'm call of the year. She wants to remain that way, and she's a huge fan. So thank you, Tammy and Montana. Wow. Thank you so much for being a fan. You yeah. feel me, Ben? Uh, well, I hear what you're saying, uh, Real Talk. Very controversial, you know, because mm-hmm, Tammy's going to mm-hmm. call up later and rebut what you have to say, and she'll push back against that. You know that's why, coming. Well, why would she push back? Then there's only three options. I mean, can you think of another option why Tammy... Well, I've not spent a lot of time analyzing that. I've not spent. Uh-huh, I don't spend uh-huh. a lot of time thinking about your situation and her situation <laughs> and all that. I, I appreciate both of your 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 people as a caller, but I don't spend a lot of time when I leave the show. I'm not sitting there. It's like uh, analyzing Mozart and Beethoven. I'm not doing that. You know, back in music yeah. class, I don't really do that. You know, I've always wanted to ask you that, Ben. Do you ever talk about like the callers on your show, like your friends or your family? Uh, well, yes, that, that's all I have. I mean, what, because my family's not like big sports fans. So I don't know, like when they, they, they talk sports, when I go, I was at a family function this weekend and it's awkward. They, you know, they talk sports like non-sports people. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, they don't know like the lingo and all that. And it's, it's very uncomfortable. So, so I just try to relate to them. I say, well, I have some people that call me up and they're characters. And so I often will talk about the people that call the show, like yourself, real talk. And really, you talk yeah, about me. I will talk family? about oh you, uh, Whoopi Pie Blair and oh. Chris and Houston and some of these, really? these idiots. Yes, I will. Yes. Oh, them so. too. But, but but mostly about me, right? Well, clearly about you, because you're, you're my favorite, so yes. All right. All right. Well, go to bed, Real Talk. You got to get up early in the morning. Go to bed, all right? All right. There he goes. Uh, real Talk. Boom, well, then boom, who, boom, 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 boom. Who introduced you to sports then, Ben? Well, my mom did. Oh. Yeah. But she's not around anymore. My dad's not a big sports fan. Gotcha. And, uh, yeah, and my brother's not, not so much. Really? Your mom? 
My mom was well, a big cool, sports man. fan. Yeah, my mom was really into sports when I was growing up. Uh, anyway, so the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. So I mentioned this here, how to shorten NFL games. Now, this has not been as big an issue as baseball. Baseball has made this a big problemo, right? They have said, oh, my God, baseball games are too long. They're convinced, some of these idiots at baseball, that the reason people aren't watching as much baseball is because the games are too long. Uh, well, they figured it out. This is great. Did you see this? The the Raiders plausibly were playing a game against the Seahawks in London on Sunday, and so to try to get some excitement going amongst the natives, the BBC, the British Broadcasting Company, decided to broadcast the NFL game, the Raiders-Seahawks game in London. They broadcast one hour of programming for the Raiders-Seahawks game. That's it. One hour, and then that's all. After an hour, that's it. The game's over. They went to other tape programming on the BBC. From 5.30 to 6.30, they had the Seahawks-Raider game. And then after that, they went to someone named Sue Perkins. Some uh, Sue Perkins can show was on the BBC. And so... so (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> people, were, people were trying to figure out. So so the NFL on the uh, the BBC channel, to try to get people to watch the NFL, they, they allotted one hour of airtime, which might I point out was smart because somebody at the BBC knew that the game would be over after an hour the way the Raiders, they did not show up to that game. So there was really no need to broadcast more than an hour. That was actually a public service to the people of England that they would only put one hour on, and because that's really at that point, it's like smut at that at that point for the people in in the UK there to have to watch that horrific the performance of the Raiders. After an hour, what was it? Seventeen to nothing or twenty to nothing after an hour? <laughs> Something like that. Well, it ended up twenty-seven to three, but it was seventeen to nothing at halftime. Seattle, and what a wonderful effort by Garbage. the. The Raiders, who had 185 net yards, 185. Weren't they? I thought they were going to go through Heathrow, and they were going to find their offense, the silver and black attack in Heathrow. What the hell happened? What was that? 185 uh. yards. They averaged 3.3 yards per play, run pass. 3.3 yards per play. The greatness of the well, John Gruden. Uh, he's going to sell a lot of tickets. Who in Vegas isn't going to buy luxury boxes to watch this Raider team? Screw John Gruden, man. Mark tape on that. Uh-oh. Save that. File that one away. Or do you think he's going to come to regret saying that? That's your coach. Just point that out. How dare you? You think Before? Gruden's going to turn it around everybody. and we're going to be able to play that clip? He's going to be there for 10 years, right? <laughs> I've checked out, you man. I've checked want. out. You're done. I'll, I'll come back to the football in 10 years. You'll come back for the draft is what you're going to come back because <laughs> yeah. the Raiders will have all those draft picks from the Khalil Mack trade. You have all those wow. high draft picks. This, this from the man who uh, swore off the Dodgers and said just end the season and yeah. lose. He's an and, emotional man. Yeah. Roberto's an emotional man. I'm emotional. He's next, all in on the week, Dodgers. Yeah, though, next man. week the Raiders win. They're back. Raiders are back. Roberto's got more Dodger blue on than Tommy Lasorda, this guy. Look, he's ready to go. He's all ready, fired ready up. Ready for the game. Yeah, he is. All right. Uh, anyway, we'll press on here. We'll take some more calls. Uh, yes, the uh, the annoying uh, – I believe I hear a rumor that Chris in Houston is going to admit that I'm right, that uh, the Astros are in trouble. We'll find out if that's the case. We'll check in with him. Also, a surprising decision 
We'll get to that as well. Right now, though, Eddie Garcia from the Geico Studios with the latest. Eddie. Well, postseason baseball, Game 2 American League Championship Series, and the Red Sox beat the Astros 7-5. Jackie Bradley Jr. had the big hit for Boston with a bases loaded double in third to drive in three. Mookie Betts and Raphael Devers also had two hits, two runs scored, and an RBI. Now, the Red Sox win a game that David Price started in his postseason career. Price's teams had been 0 for 10. Now, he didn't get the win, but the team did. Matt Barnes earned the win in relief of Price. Craig Kimbrell the save. Garrett Cole took the loss for Houston. That series is now tied at a game apiece. Week 6 in the NFL Sunday night. Patriots get a field goal as time expires to edge the Chiefs 43-40. Tom Brady had a touchdown pass and a touchdown run over 300 yards passing. Sony Michelle, two touchdowns on the ground for New England. For Kansas City, they suffer their first loss of the year. They're now 5-1 in defeat. Patrick Mahomes, four touchdown passes in the second half. Three went to Tyreek Hill. Other games to note from Week 6. The Rams are the only remaining undefeated team left in the NFL. Now 6-0 after beating the Broncos 23-20. Todd Gurley had over 200 yards rushing and a pair of scores. Overtime for the Dolphins to beat the Bears 31-28 behind Brock Osweiler who started for the injured Ryan Tannehill. Cowboys all over the Jaguars 40-7. Dak Prescott two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in the win. Steelers get a Ben Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown touchdown pass with 10 seconds to go to beat the Bengals on the road 28-21. Ravens embarrass the Titans on the road 21-0. Tennessee quarterback Marcus Mariota was sacked 11 times. Tennessee's offense had a total of 106 yards. Chargers beat the Browns on the road 38-14. Vikings over the Cardinals 27-17. Over in London was the Seahawks beating the Raiders 27-3. Buck, the uh, Falcons outscored the Buccaneers 34-29. Jets over the Colts 42-34. Redskins down the Panthers 23-17. And the Texans beat the Bills 20-13. Josh Allen left this game with an elbow injury in step Nathan Peterman who threw two interceptions including a late Picks six. This report is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Checking the latest college football AP Top 25 poll. Alabama remains number one. Ohio State moves up from three to two. Clemson moves up from four to three. Notre Dame is up from five to four. And LSU making the big move up eight spots to number five. Thanks to their big win over Georgia, Penn State took the biggest tumble, falling 10 spots from 8 to 18 after losing to Michigan State. Iowa, Michigan State, Washington State in the top 25. Auburn, Colorado, and Miami drop out of the rankings. All right, we are coming to you from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So the... NLCS will continue later today in Los Angeles. The Brewers and Dodgers in Game 3, and the Dodgers making the announcement that Yasmani Grandal will be back behind the plate. A surprising decision to some. Oh, no! He was benched to make way for Austin Barnes to catch Injin Ryu in Game 2, a game the Dodgers would win on Saturday, but Dave Roberts making the announcement that Grandall is going to catch, which is good news for the Milwaukee Brewers. Yasmani Grandall becoming the first catcher in postseason history with two pass balls and two errors in the same game. He did it by the end of the first three innings of game one of the NLCS. The uh, Yasmani Grandall, Yaz, as his catching gear says there, who had this look on his face like, I really don't want to be playing baseball. I'd like to be say, like hanging out in Miami, <laughs> kind of chilling, just enjoying myself. I don't want to be wearing a baseball uniform, but he's going to be back at catcher for the Dodgers as Walker Bueller, Bueller, 
Bueller's day off. It better not be Bueller's day off. He gets the start against Yolish Chassin and a gaggle. Who? A gaggle of relief pitchers. Never heard of them. For the Milwaukee Brewers, who are really a sideshow. Like, they're not a real baseball team. A real baseball team has starting pitchers that go, at least attempt to they're go. Called, they're called outgetters, Ben. Yeah. Outgetters. Well, they, they have starting pitchers who try to go f- far into the game. The Milwaukee Brewers, they're, they're a freak show. They're like a weird science experiment. And for the good of baseball, baseball needs the Brewers to fail. We need them to fail. No one wants to see this kind of baseball succeed. It's bad. It's a bad product. It's terrible. And we're so happy the Dodgers won game two for the American people. For the future of baseball, we need the Brewers to lose. And I'm confident they will lose. Just like I'm confident the Houston Astros are in a whole lot of trouble. Let's go now to Houston and Chris in Houston, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Chris. Yes, Ben, the man, the myth, the semi-legend. It's Chris in Houston. And I'm going to first start off. Okay, I was listening to the podcast. You got into it with Houston Radio again? Well, it's your fault. It's my fault. Yeah. See, I don't, I, don't, I don't call the Houston Radio stations too much, but I think I need to call them. Was it the morning show? Well, it was a morning show on 790 played our call that you were the one that created the problem. You're a troublemaker is what you are. Well, that, that guy, that's the one that got kicked out the Super Bowl. Right. Well, you, listen, you are a troublemaker, okay? I'm not a troublemaker, you are. Ben. You ins- You're a troublemaker. I'm you not a troublemaker. Why? I gave him my Look, opinion. What's wrong with my opinion? I gave my I opinion. Know. You're doing instant advice today, okay? So I got some advice for you, Ben. If you stop showing your fanboyism so much, they might move you up. I mean, no, man, no, you no, dog no, out no, no. other teams like they're nothing. And then you sitting here trying to say that the Astros are on a roll. Oh, they are oh, in trouble. Oh, the Ast- Did you oh, see oh, that oh, game, too? Wow. David Price points. started, and the Astros lost. That is well, you, that is humiliating. Just admit it. Well, just well, own you it. You guys was on the rope. Just you should, you're own it. You're supposed to try to win that game, aren't you, Ben? Just if you don't, it, you go down 0-2 listen, and you never go back. Admit it right now. Say it with me. It's one of the stages. You have to you have to embrace this. The Astros are in trouble. In How trouble. In trouble man? You does lost a up, game started by day? David Price. And Jackie Bradley Jr., who's not very good, had the key hit for the Red Sox. He's one of the secondary guys. The well, that's, that's fine. He won a game. Fine. He won the game. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, y'all won one game. That's, that's the only game y'all going to win, just like last year. That's the only oh. game y'all going to win. So, Ben, your little pan, page fan, fanboyism is going to end real, real soon, soon as we get back to Houston. Because you know your Boston Red Sox are overrated. They suck. And, for, okay. and, and as far as the Texans. That's incorrect. If they suck, why did they win game two of the American League Championship Series? I mean, I was told the Astros were going right. to sweep this series. What happened? You win some, you lose some. You win some, you lose some. Is that right? Okay. We split in Boston. We split in Boston. So guess who has home home field advantage? And now you got to come down to Houston and play three in that bus. Oh, you got a bunch of fake. You you got a bunch of fake fans. You can score. The Dodgers had no problem scoring runs in Houston last year. The Reds, the Red Sox will score a bunch of runs. There's nothing to worry about here. The The Astros are overrated. The Astros are overrated. They're top-heavy. You know I mean? Jackie Bradley Jr., who's not part of that top of the lineup, he had the big hit for the Red Sox. One hit, Ben. Woo. You want to get a golf clap for that, Ben? You want a golf clap for your little one win Listen, in Fenway Park? You know Park? what I hear? Let me now, tell you ben, something. I'm, 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 I'm going to analyze you because what I hear in your voice is fear. That's what I hear. No, no, I hear fear in your voice. That's what I hear. Because you know what's happening. No, I you hear the happening. sound you of a man that knows his team's about to lose. That's what I hear. That's the sound I hear right here. 
another thing. Well, you calling out Astros fans. Now, let me tell you what happened, because you as a Dodger fan should know. Our owners back in 2012 thought they were bigger than what they are, so they wanted to go ahead and make their own TV contract. And the TV contract consisted in basically just Comcast, and nobody wasn't switching over to Comcast to just to watch uh, sports. You're making excuses. No, I'm not making an excuse. That's what happened in Houston. That's why it was so bad of a rating. So I don't have to make an excuse. Less than 1,000 people. I can go outside right now with a bullhorn. I got more than 1,000 people listening. Oh, yeah. So you can keep up with your little fanboyism, and you can go with that little little chump down there in New York, want to sit there with his little and kiss your butt and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, the Astros are going to be You know what it is. Yeah, you know what a pratfall is? Because the Astros are about to take a pratfall. That's what they're about to do. Like I said, I'm I'm calling it right now. It's going to be a rematch of last year's World Series. It's going to be Astros-Dodgers. Sorry, Milwaukee. No, no, you're wrong. Red Sox-Dodgers. World Series. Sorry, Ben. Gonna That's not gonna. You're, you're not gonna get that, Ben. You're gonna, gonna have to, you're gonna have to go on your boss's show and and give them back rubs and belly and belly rubs and stuff like that just to calm down because no. they're yeah. gonna be mad because the Red Sox are not gonna get to the World yeah. Series. Again, uh, that's the, the voice of someone that I can I can tell in his voice. There, he does not have the Why fighting not? spirit. I, you uh, you sound like a beaten work. man. We're the reigning World Series champs. Why should we be still yeah. sorry? Why should we feel sad? It seems about. To- I mean. You ever heard the term turtle up? That's what the Astros are about to do. Turtle up. And blow you up. That's what we did with you. Uh, thank you. It's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. On Fox. We have Maller to the third degree. Here's the instant trivia. In honor of Julio Jones. The Falcons keep scoring a bunch of points. You know who doesn't score? Julio Jones. Apparently there's a wall in front of the end zone, and Julio Jones is not allowed to get in. Atlanta puts up 34 points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Did Julio Jones score a touchdown in this game? No, 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 did not score a touchdown again, Julio Jones. So he now has over 700 yards, 707 yards receiving. And Julio Jones of the Falcons is the first player to go over 700 yards without a touchdown since blank. That's the instant trivia. The answer next. The only thing better than listening to the Ben Maller Show live on the radio is to hear it again at your convenience on demand. The Ben Maller Show podcast is moving up the charts, unless it's not. Support our little radio show by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and giving us five stars. It'll help keep the show growing and pacify our bosses. Now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios, it's Ben Maller. Maller to the third degree coming up in a moment. Here's the instant trivia. Julio Jones of the Falcons goes over 700 yards receiving now and does not have a touchdown. He's the first player to go over 700 yards without a touchdown in the NFL since blank. Since blank. That is the question. What is the answer? Let's see. Did anybody get it right? We're looking page down, page down. Ernie is going with Mayor McCheese. That's Ernie in Michigan. Uh, who else do we have here? Page down, page down. Kevin Dyson from Ivinson at the Quickie Mart in Orlando. We have Carlos Hyde because El Guapo is back. The Gigante fan. Mahmoud Abdul Raouf from Pauly D. Mel Blank tossed out by Biker Mark. Real talk in his brand new McDonald's uniform from Andrew. Lots of burn, Andrew. You got him pretty good. Muggsy Bogues from Far Out Dave. 
Who else? Page down, page down. Not going to read that one on the air. Uh, Willie Flipper Anderson from the Viking. Eddie, do you have an answer, Eddie? To get you ready for Ralph? No. Okay. As I said, uh, Eddie's checked out. So you get the next couple of days. Actually, the next two weeks, because uh, Eddie's checked out tonight and tomorrow, and then Ralph will be checked. He's always checked out, so uh, pretty much just me. It's just, just pretty much me. That's all you're going to get. Uh, the correct answer, you got to go all the way back to Keyshawn Johnson in 2001 for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Julio Jones, the first player over 700 yards since Keyshawn Johnson in 01. We mentioned a couple weeks ago, Al Toon, has the all-time record, 963 yards without a touchdown back in 1991. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And the Koopaloo. Ben Orioles legend and broadcaster Jim Palmer called out Dodger star Manny Machado for not running hard during Game 2 of the NLCS. Now, is this Manny Machado criticism fair, or is it uh, just sour grapes by a bitter O's employee? No, it's absolutely fair. Listen, it's fair. It, it's it looks bad because it comes from Jim Palmer, but we've talked about this. First of all, Manny Machado has been selectively lazy since he got to the Dodgers. Doesn't do it all the time, but he is immensely talented. He can get away with it. But he's very lackadaisical. So you you'd expect this kind of criticism. Now you can't do it when he's playing for your team. Jim Palmer knows Machado's never going to wear the Orioles uniform again, so he can unload. And in baseball, you, you don't have to put that much effort out. That's what makes it frustrating. There's not a lot of physicality in baseball. You don't have to exert much energy. And Machado does the bare minimum. And B, Jim Palmer knows firsthand from watching Machado in Baltimore the last handful of years. You know, he was called out by Buck Showalter and before he came a Dodger. And every time Machado's called out, he says, I'm never going to do it again. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to hustle. And then he goes back to his bad habits. He is like Carmelo Anthony of baseball. Really talented, but bad work habits. You can get away with it, but eventually he's not going to get away with it. Next! Now, the Knicks finally waived former Bull star Joachim Noah after just two seasons, but they still owe him almost $40 million, $37.8 million to be exact. Now, Ben, what do you think? Does uh, Noah get another chance in the NBA? I'll say there's an 85% chance. I even know the team. He's going to be a Laker. <laughs> no, Joe Kim knows no. going to be a Laker. Get he is, right? This is the Troll. kind of guy LeBron James signs. He's, you know, he, they need help in the middle, and Noah's a veteran. He's a savvy veteran, good defender, screener, rebounder, that kind of player. He's also washed up. Listen, LeBron James, if you pick up JaVale McGee, Lance Stevenson, Michael Beasley, the next logical move is Joe Kim Noah, who's now available. He's going to be a Laker. Next. Oh, man. You know, you know what the result's going to be with this one. Uh, Josh Norman was benched for wearing headphones during Jay Gruden's halftime speech. Now, the coaches would like to release Norman, but they can't because of salary cap issues. What do you think they should do with Norman going forward? Well, they can't do anything now, but the end is near. The offseason, Josh Norman will be gonzo. This is his final year as a Redskin. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. I won you again. Fail. I you won. fail. I won the game. I won it. At the buzzer. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. You knew things were going too well for the Chicago Bears. It was a reality check in South Florida. Yeah, the Bears not on top in the NFC. Let's hold off on that. Yes, yes, I think we will. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show 
We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. As we work our way through the entire NFL, Brock Osweiler was not supposed to be the quarterback. We handicapped the game last week, the assumption being that he wasn't going to play, that it was going to be Ryan Tannehill, who's not very good either, that he was going to be the quarterback. But Brock Osweiler got the last-second start and made the most of it against this vaunted Chicago Bears defense. A career day for Brock Osweiler. Brock-tober, 380 yards, three touchdowns, did have a couple of interceptions. He also navigated the Miami Dolphins to a Week 6 win. The Dolphins, who had been roadkill in Foxborough and then emasculated in Cincinnati last week, blowing a 17-point lead to the Cincinnati Bengals last week. Brock Osweiler, who is about as fast as a dump truck, which is broken down on the side of the road, he was not sacked in the game. Not sacked once in the game. And you got to think that the Dolphins at this point going forward are going to say, hey, Ryan Tannehill, why don't you take as much time as you need until Osweiler goes out, and he will suck eventually. But until that happens, it could happen against the Lions this coming week, next week. Uh, so until that happens, though, why don't you just let that shoulder heal up there, uh, Ryan Tannehill. But let's talk about it. Now, the better story is obviously in the losing locker room as the Chicago Bears go down. And – what happened in particular to the Chicago Bears defense? Because that's the part of this story that needs to be discussed. The Chicago Bears have sold us that this defense is one of the great defenses in the NFL, and they were shredded, absolutely shredded, by a second-rate backup quarterback. And it wasn't just Brock Osweiler. It was the entire Dolphin offense. Frank Gore went over 100 yards on 15 carries. The oldest running back in the NFL, the first player to go over 100 yards against Chicago. So uh, what do you make of the Chicago Bears defense? I have emasculating the ghost and peaking. Those three things will tie them all together. Now, number one, last week with Benny versus the Penny, we attempted to advise you to bet on the Dolphins. We said bet on the Dolphins. We had a feeling that Chicago was going to come back to earth. At the time, we did expect Ryan Tannehill to be the guy. He was not the guy. Tannehill was declared inactive during pregame warm-ups. And as we talked about, Brock Osweiler came in, the much maligned, much ridiculed Brock Osweiler, and he wasn't terrible in this game, likely because he had no time to prepare for the game. And so he just went out there and played loosey-goosey, and he played very well in the game. Now, typically, you would assume that this would be a great, wonderful gift from the football gods when you see Brock Osweiler on the other side and, and all those pass rushers for Chicago and all that. The Dolphin offense, it, it looked like the Marino era, the glory days of Dolphin football, which in a word for the Bears is alarming, very alarming, 
And the Monsters of the Midway, this great defensive team, it was an emasculating loss. And it was so bad. How bad was it? Chicago defenders literally wilted under the humid weather there in Miami. And, and we expected that to happen in South Florida. The Dolphins had 541 yards of offense with their backup quarterback and the NFL's oldest running back. They averaged over seven yards per play. Over seven yards per play for the Miami Dolphins. And Osweiler was the beneficiary of several short passes that turned into 40-plus yard pass plays. It was unreal how effective the Miami offense was in this particular game against what was supposed to be a wonderful Bears defense. Albert Wilson, in particular, he had the two big pass plays. They were short passes. Osweiler connected. It turned out to be a 43-yard run and and score, and also a 75-yard run because of lazy tackle by the Bears. The lazy Bears. They were hibernating out there. Now, number two, if you get the glory, you also have to get the other side. And Khalil Mack, the headliner for the Chicago Bears defense, who he gets all the headlines and all that. He's the face of defense in the NFL. Uh, he got owned. You got to own it out there. He was out there. He was he was playing, and he was a ghost, the ghost of the Chicago Bears defense. Miami was able to keep him contained, so much so that Khalil Mack did not have a sack, did not force a fumble. It was the first time this season he was non-existent. The entire Chicago Bears defense was non-existent in this game. I hope they enjoyed Miami. I hope they went out and had a good time because they did not enjoy themselves in the game on Sunday. So hopefully they enjoyed the nightlife. We get a chance to go out a little bit on Saturday when they got into Miami, but man, it was it was terrible, absolutely terrible. And and Osweiler, uh, we mentioned how slow he is. He's like stagnant pond water uh, when he's back in the pocket. He had plenty of time to sit back and analyze and and slice up the Bears defense. And if only you could guarantee Brock Osweiler that amount of time. That's why the Houston Texans gave him that big contract because when Osweiler has time to sit there and go back and forth with his eyes and look at the defense, he can pick it apart. Really good. Really, really good in that situation. And the Dolphins, the fact that they were able to throw and run the ball with their 89-year-old running back who averaged almost seven yards per carry, and I, you just say, well, he's a mulligan. The Bears apologist out there is going to say, well, Khalil Mack, I've already seen some of it. Yeah, he hurt his ankle. And it is true, Khalil Mack briefly left the game with an ankle injury, but he came back in the game. And if you come back in the game and you do nothing while you're in the game, then you don't get to say, well, I have a bad ankle. Well, no, you're in the game. If you, if you miss the game, if you have to sit out the game because you're hurt, that's fine. But if you're going to play and you have no noticeable impact on the outcome of the game, then you got to own it. And that's the way it is. The Chicago had sloppy tackling. It was a poor effort all the way around. It looked like a peewee football team trying to tackle. Just throw the ball down the line of scrimmage and let the receiver run by seven or eight players on the Bears, which is what the Dolphins did. Now, Mitch Trubisky, here's another thing, the last point here. Mitch Trubisky's stats do not look bad. They look pretty good. And to the casual observer, the box score reader, they'll say, well, he was good. There's nothing you can say that's bad about Mitch Trubisky. Now, that's what you're going to hear. You say, well, it's it's all good. I mean, look at the numbers he put up. That's an impressive stat line. Wonderful. Oh, yeah? He made several 
questionable throws. He missed a wide-open Anthony Miller early in the game. That would have been a, a big play. There was also the interception late in the game that took points off the board for the Chicago Bears. Now, if the Bears get field goals on those plays, or at least one of them, then they win the game. We play the ifs, buts, candy, and nuts game. The Bears would have won that game. And we should also point out, to be fair, that Cody Parkey uh, missed a potential game-winning field goal. It was a 53-yard field goal in overtime, which is a makeable field goal considering Graham Gano made one from 63 yards last week. So you should be able to at least come a little closer than wide, uh, wide right, which is what Cody Parkey did in this particular game here. And my theory on this is the Bears were caught peeking ahead. They were caught looking ahead. Toast to the NFL, anointed the new it team in the NFC, the Chicago Bears. And you don't get up for the Dolphins. You get up to go to Miami to have a good time in Miami, but you don't get up for the Chicago Bears and or for the Dolphins, rather. And the Bears looking ahead. They have a matchup week seven. It's one of the marquee matchups in the NFL this coming weekend. Bears-Patriots. That's a big effing game in the NFL schedule. It's a much bigger game. It's a game that's going to have ramifications can be a, a featured highlight game. Now, it's not a prime time game, but it's in, in Chicago. It's a big spot for the Bears to see how they match up with the New England Patriots who are suddenly found themselves again after beating Kansas City in the Sunday, Sunday game. But the, the lack of focus, it was embarrassing for Chicago in Miami, and they end up losing in overtime 31 the 28th, the coach of the Bears, Matt Nagy. Matt Nagy is the coach of the Bears who needed to take a nap after this game. It's exhausting. You know, it's, it's tiring. Or not tiring, but it's, it's mentally draining for the guys because they try so hard. And uh, But someone's got to win, someone's got to lose, unless you have a tie. And so for the guys, you know, they, they fought hard. <laughs> our coaches, our, our, our players, everyone, everyone uh, you know, pretty much gave everything that they had. <laughs> All right, so the coach of the Bears just admitted they're not good enough to beat the backup quarterback of the Dolphins. That's that's great football analysis, though. Can we play that again? L- listen to Nagy explain the possible outcomes of an NFL game. It's exhausting. You know, it's it's tiring. Or not tiring, but it's it's mentally draining for the guys because they try so hard. And uh, but someone's got to win. Someone's got to lose unless you have a tie. And yeah, so bam. for the guys, yeah. you know, they they fought hard. Our coaches, our our, our players, everyone, everyone, uh, you know, pretty much gave everything that they had. All right, Adam Gase is the coach of the Dolphins, but maybe not for long. Maybe not for long. You know, who knows? This is a temp job, the, the way the Dolphins have been inconsistent. I would say that if things don't turn around and they, they make the playoffs and make some noise, that Adam Gase will be gonzo as coach of the Dolphins. But he's the coach now, and he is waxing poetic, celebrating his backup quarterback. Well, that's why he's here. He knows this, this system in and out. You know, he knows how to to operate at the line of scrimmage and the huddle. He does things the, the right way. The right way. the right way. You know, yeah. every week he, he treats it as though he's going to have to go in the game. That puts him in a great position when this something like this does happen. It's not like a cram session for him. Okay. Dustin, who are the players on your team that don't do things the right way? That's great. I mean, the, the, the Dolphins had 541 <laughs> yards against a Bears defense, which is supposed to be a top five defense. Yeah, not, not in this game. All right, one more from Adam Gaze here, who is going deep into the bag of cliches. Made big plays when we needed him to. 
you know, his third down was good, and you know, a couple of those plays, the two-point conversion was, we've never thrown that ball to that guy. Mac did a great job. He blew up the whole, the whole play, and then Brock stayed on the move. Uh, do we have the sound? But Adam Gase got the, – the one I need is he got very upset with the media because they kept asking about Ryan Tannehill's status, and, and he, was, uh, he was pouty and snappy. Like he was, he was troubled, the Dolphin coach, because the media in Miami is like, well, we, when's Tannehill going to come back? He, he was a late scratch in the game. And and Gase, uh, he did not want to talk about this, and he got very upset. Listen, I don't know. I think there's some kind of like hippo law or some, something like that. They can't talk about. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't sit there and ask him all these questions, and I just know the guy couldn't go today. All right, go ask him. I'm tired of answering this question about this guy. <laughs> I got it, but you know what? I'm I'm over it. Me and him, we we know that he's not right right now. Okay, the details of it, we'll keep that to us. You guys don't need to know that. No, no, no. No, when I hear that, no, no, listen. When I hear that, that to me sounds like a coach that wants to say, this guy should be driving a Mr. Softy truck, Ryan Tannehill, okay? He is a pussy willow is what he is, and I I don't even want to talk about the guy, okay? The man is a glass princess. I, I'm done with him, but he can't say that, And and but it, it didn't sound like he wanted to say that. If he could have said, I don't want to talk about that guy, he's delicate, he's brittle. But he didn't say that. He brought up the HIPAA. He brought up the HIPAA laws. Oh, that's great. Can we play that again? I love this one. Listen, this is a coach of the Miami Dolphins here. Listen to how upset he is with Ryan Tannehill. I don't know. I think there's some kind of like HIPAA law or something, something like that. Yeah. You can't talk about I don't know. I don't know. I don't sit there and ask him all these questions, and I just know the guy couldn't go today. All right? Go ask him. I'm tired of answering this question about this guy. I got it, but you know what? I'm, I'm over it. Me and him, we we know that he's not right right now. Okay, the details of it, we'll keep that to us. You guys don't need to know that. <laughs> when I when I hear that, I, I hear he's a feeble winkling. He's a weakling. He's an injury prone player. What do you want me to say? I can't say that. Okay, I'm gonna hide behind the hippa, 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 the hungry hippa. Uh, we say hello to Edmund Dallas, one foot out the door, Steamboat Willie, Judas Garcia. You got to love when the head coach refers to your starting quarterback as that guy. Yeah. Oh, it's great. <laughs> Tired of talking about that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Just imagine I'm the uh, hot knife and uh, that quarterback over there is the butter. That's over there, there's the butter. And that's exactly it. Just, uh, just wonderful. That's Dolphin football. Uh, he just won, too. He's in a good mood. Well, the team won. Yeah. But I think he gets credit for that. And his, you know, Ryan Tannehill, though, he's endorsing uh, ultra-soft toilet paper at this particular point. That's what he's he's endorsing. All right. Anyway, we'll take your calls. 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. Then I saw her boobs. Now I'm a believer. Yeah. So Joe Buck had, as we shift over to baseball, Joe Buck had Bob Euchre in the broadcast booth. I like Euchre. Euchre's cool. He's a good dude. I had Euchre in the broadcast booth during game two of the NLCS, and Joe Buck has invited Vin Scully to join the broadcast booth for one of the games at Dodger Stadium. Is Vin Scully going to come out of retirement and broadcast an inning of Dodger baseball in the NLCS? We'll tell you. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. 
On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive. The shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website. And follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our executive producer. He is manning the phones. He is the liar, liar, and the menace of the Fox Sports Radio Network. It's the Coop de Loop, Justin Cooper. And he's at UH Bronco Fan. Otani! And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. We'll get to the honest answer later in the hour, but first, Vin Scully invited to come out of retirement and join Joe Buck in the Fox broadcast booth for one of the games in Los Angeles, the Dodgers and Brewers, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday at Chavez Ravine, and Vin Scully responded by saying, quote, I don't want to just take a bow. I just don't feel right doing that. So Vin Scully will not, at age 90, Come back and call an inning of baseball. He says, that's it. I'm done. Uh, those are my words. Uh, not his, but he says he did not want to come back and call uh, any more baseball. No surprise at all, right? He's been – well, yeah, because Joe Buck's – for like three years, Joe Buck has been trying to get Vin Scully to come hang out with him. Maybe he just doesn't like Joe Buck. Maybe that's maybe Vin doesn't want to hang out with Joe. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, Vin does not uh, – does not have an interest in coming back. I have a friend of mine that is is still tight with Scully, and uh, apparently he catches up by reading box scores. Because when you're 90, you still read the box score. Why not? Right? That's you awesome, still read man. the box score. He, I'm sure I can just envision him at the uh, you know the kitchen table having some breakfast there and with the newspaper. Yeah, open. no, that's exactly how he does it. He re- he keeps up. He looks at the standings every day, and he looks at the box scores to see how the Dodgers are doing and the other teams in baseball, and that's it. Uh, I, I remember years ago when I did briefly do Dodger talk, and I I was so excited. I was like, "Man, Vin Scully must listen to me on the way home from the ballpark. This is like the <laughs> greatest thing in the world, man." I'm like, "This is great." He's hearing me break down the game, you know. And so, uh, asked Vin one time what he what he listens to on the radio, and uh, he said he enjoyed classical music. That mm-hmm. he listened to classical music on his way home from Dodger games. <laughs> Don't you want to hear me break down the bullpen, Vin? Come on, man. I can break it down. No. No. A little bit of a blow to my ego. Can't keep up with with Mozart and Beethoven, the the legends. (laughs) Cannot do it. Cannot do it. I can't keep up with Whoopi Pie Blair, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hold on. Let me punch the right line up. Hello, Whoopi Pie Blair. You got it. You keep playing it, but I might not say it. Why wouldn't you not say it? You don't like it? Because I'm in my room and my mom's asleep in the other room. Wasn't there a wall between you and your mom? Kind of, but I don't want to wake her up if I say it. But I where, where, say have it you anyway. been, where have you been? i got to say it anyways, okay? So I'll say it real quiet. You know about it. Make it stop. Make it stop. Can we make it stop? My line, my line was tangled. My line is tangled, but it might not be broken. Yeah. All right. uh, where have you been? Well, I haven't heard from you in a little bit. Where have you been? Oh, uh, drunken sailing, maybe. Oh, you're not. You're not a drunkard, are you? Just kidding. How's that fishing going? Got for him. You? How's that fishing going? Was that is that good? Is that going good for you? I, I last night I went out and had uh, two beers. It was uh, the. What was it? Um, 
it, it was it Sunday, was, so it's it two two beer Sunday, now. right? Two beer Sunday is that? How you, yeah. Saturday. Oh, Saturday. That's what I meant. Okay. Um, yeah. It was um, the um, what was it? Oh, in spit Boston, it out! Come on, in man. Boston, they what? have it's the Boston Lager. Yeah. Okay. They have it. Um, over, they have it elsewhere. Sam too. Adams. Yeah, Sam Adams. Yes, Sam Adams. You, you know that's not right actually that's not actually that's not actually Sam Adams on the label because Sam Adams is really ugly, so they put somebody else on the label. Oh you know man, that? you're so bad, man. No, I'm right. You're just gonna break everybody down that drinks it, you know, like me. No, it's but Sam Adams. <laughs> what are you talking? I just said that Sam that the image is not the image of Sam Adams because Sam Adams is an ugly person. Well, well, really, I took the picture by him, so he's not that ugly. Oh, you took a picture by Sam Adams. Is that right? Yeah. By Samuel the, Adams? By the, by the, in Boston, over at the brewery. I took a picture right by his, uh... How's he doing? The, um, how old is, uh, how old is Sam Adams these days? I don't know. It was just a statue. Oh, just a statue of Sam Adams. Okay. Yep. At Did the brewery. you smile? I went to the brewery. Really? And I tried a couple of beers. It was good. Yeah. But I really called to say, man, that was a great win by those Miami Dolphins, right? The fish. Oh, that's uh, right. You're a dolphin fan. One, they beat the um, let's see, the they beat the <laughs> they Chicago beat? Bears. Oh, the Bears. Are you sure about that? The Bears. Yes, I are am. Are you sure so they the played the Bears? The Bears were supposed to be four and one, but now they are three and two, and then the Miami Dolphins are four and two. Wow, it's tremendous football commentary. You might be replacing Aikman at Fox if you keep this up. No, I'm, I'm not that. You know, I'm so tired. I just can't. Yeah. Keep my energy going. You I understand. Know? Well, you're burning the midnight oil here. It's very early in the morning. Shouldn't yeah, you be asleep? Burning, burning the night away, but the midnight hour cannot stay the midnight hours. Because the midnight hour has gone for Whippy Pie Blair. Yeah. Yeah. How the, how the, no, I'm not done with it. No, no, I'm not done. This, I can't end this. How are the ladies treating you? Everything good with the women? Oh, my God. I do not have a girlfriend. You want me yes, to? Ho- I'll hook uh, you up. I can get your girlfriend if you want. I know some women. I, w- that I went like to this. penalty box and I was chatting with some girls there. Oh, I wish I could be a fly on the wall penalty in that box? room. Yeah, is that a, is that a, it's a bar? Is that, oh, it's a bar. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bar. Come on. Come on, you guys. Know, <laughs> girls in their fifties are not probably good for a guy in their well, about in I don't their thirties. Well, you technically girls anymore, but you yeah. might actually learn something. You never know. At uh, yeah, you coming from? Oh yeah, the LA Kings. Where's the ducks at right now? What are you talking about? That's a non sequitur. Quack 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 quack. What is that? One of your best calls ever. By nine points, baby. First place ducks. Whoopie pie Blair. Are nine points with first place nine points. I'm trying to help you, play. Listen to me. What? Listen, you go to these bars, there's a bunch of 50-year-old women there, that's it, and all that, you know, the whole thing? Uh, kind of younger ones, but yeah, yeah. there's all right. with you, you, know, you ever heard the phrase, beggars can't be choosers? You ever heard that phrase before? <laughs> I have, yeah? Yeah? unless okay. I want to go for a cougar. Well, you know, sometimes uh, cougars are good, you, never, you ever know. If you yeah. want to chase a cougar, you might as well chase a cougar. Okay, all right, I, I got it. Well said. Okay. Yeah, poetry, thank you, I got to go. Terrible phone call. Are you there? I disagree, nope, man. <laughs> <laughs> you thought that was good? You enjoyed that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. How old is Blair? <sighs> uh, Blair, I don't in know. In his 30s, apparently. Is he in his 30s? That's what he said. He must be like, just turned 30 or something. Yeah. yeah well, go to sleep, Blair. I thought he was 15. Almost 5 in the morning. You need to get some sleep, Blair. You shouldn't be up at this hour. It's not good for your health. 
I will press on. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox. We will get to the Insta advice line in a little bit, in a little bit. It's on my list. And the honest answer of the NFL. We'll get to that as well. Right now, though, from the Geico Studios of Fox Sports Radio, Eddie Garcia with the latest. Eddie. We'll start with postseason baseball. Game 2, American League Championship Series. Red Sox beat the Astros 7-5. Jackie Bradley Jr. with a big hit for Boston with a bases loaded double in the third inning to drive in three runs. David Price started the game for Boston. Now, he didn't get the win, but he had started 10 postseason games before last night, and his teams were 0-10 in his starts. Well, not anymore. Red Sox win. David Price, at least his team, gets off the schneid. Matt Barnes did pick up the win in relief of Price. Craig Kimbrell to save. Garrett Cole took the loss for use in that series is tied at 1-1. NFL Sunday Night Football Patriots get a field goal as time expires to beat the Chiefs 43-40. Handy Kansas City, its first loss of the year. Chiefs are now 5-1 on the season. Patrick Holmes did have four touchdown passes in the second half in the loss. Rams are 6-0, only remaining undefeated team left in the NFL after beating the Broncos on the road 23-20. Overtime for the Dolphins to get by the Bears 31-28 behind backup quarterback Brock Osweiler starting for the injured Ryan Tannehill. Cowboys roll over the Jaguars 40-7. Dak Prescott three touchdowns, two passing, one rushing. Steelers get a late touchdown pass from Ben Roethlisberger to Antonio Brown to edge the Bengals 28-21. That's eight straight wins now for Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. Ravens embarrass the Titans 21-0. Baltimore's defense held Tennessee's offense to 106 total yards and they sacked Titans quarterback Marcus Mariota 11 times. Chargers beat the Browns 38-14. It was the Vikings over the Cardinals 27-17. In London, Seahawks roll over the Raiders 27-3. It was the Falcons outscoring the Buccaneers 34-29. Jets get by the Colts 42-34 Redskins over the Panthers 23-17 and the Texans beat the Bills 20-13. This report brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing but not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car and enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Ben, did you see the Cowboys had a big win and they had a special guest apparently motivate them for that easy win over the Jaguars. Special guest of owner Jerry Jones Connor McGregor was uh, there at the Cowboys yeah, game. Saw that. Uh, he led them in some sort of pregame chant, and apparently the players enjoyed it because Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott both did the uh, the Conor McGregor walk. Is there a name for that, by the way? The pimp walk. Yeah, they did the pimp walk yeah. after they scored touchdowns. So apparently, the official name. Yeah. But Vince McMahon did that famously, and he's done that several times in his wrestling career. Yeah. Now Conor did try and throw a football. I don't know if you've seen the video. Of this, I have but, seen that. Uh, yes. Well, I mean, look, he's from Pretty Ireland. Wouldn't Solid. say that. Wouldn't say that. What you talking about? Solid throw by it was, uh, Conor McGregor. Would, for those who didn't see it, I'd say he shot-putted the football. Oh, you're a little weasel. I dare you. You little weasel. Good throw. Not, not really. See, you do better. Uh, yeah, I was wearing a suit. He had that skinny suit on yeah, he I, always wears. You could do better left-handed than that. That's no, a lie. You're lying, Eddie. Not at all. Uh, I could actually are? you know, throw it between my legs better than that, but uh, that's all right. Uh, your boy, you're Mr. Big Shot over there. Yeah. Like I okay. said, he's from Ireland. I give him a pass. He doesn't know how to throw a football. First time he's ever picked up a football. He's probably right probably true. His idea of football is round, not, yes. uh, not the, the shape of the, the football we use in America. All right, thank you, Eddie. It is the Ben Maller Show on Fox as we emanate from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. So one of the tags on Kelvin Benjamin when he was in Carolina, the wide receiver, was that he was not the hardest work. And he had some baggage, and he ended up being traded to Buffalo. And there was 
some some people were surprised by that because Kelvin Benjamin thought of as one of the more talented receivers in the NFL. And why would Carolina give up on him? They are deficient at the wide receiver position. There must be more to the story. Well, I now present to you via a television reporter that was on the sidelines in Houston. This is a reporter based in New York, in western New York, who covers the Bills and was standing on the sidelines watching the Bills warm up for their game against the Houston Texans. Josh Allen, before he got hurt, because it was before the game, Josh Allen asked Kelvin Benjamin, the Buffalo wide receiver, if he wanted to work on routes uh, that he was going to run pregame during warm-ups. Kelvin Benjamin looked right at Josh Allen and responded, No. <laughs> Now that is honesty. You don't get that kind of honesty. Josh Allen's like, hey, do you want you want to work on the the routes or the routes you're going to run during the game during warmups? Kelvin Benjamin, nah, I'm good. Well, when you're as good as Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin, you don't need to get any better. I mean, you're, clearly he's the best of the best. Oh, listen, that's a, that's an honest. All you want, Eddie, is honesty, and Kelvin Benjamin's an honest man. That's it. You want you want honesty, and he gave you honesty. And he still had you know two catches on six targets, so wow. solid. It's good. You know, four passes that did, he didn't catch, but Peterman did play part of the game. So. <laughs> it's awesome. I hope that's true. That is. Oh, great. I guarantee you, it's true. How awesome is that? Hey, uh, Kelvin, you want to work on your pass? <laughs> no, I'm good. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, let's go to Carlos in the LBC, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. Hello, Carlos. Aloha, brother. Aloha. Yes, what's going on? How you doing, man? I, I I wanted to call up. Thank you, because um, I actually got in an argument with my wife, and I used every tactic that you use. You never give up, and I won. I won one fight, and ten years I won one fight. Oh, congratulations! That's a wonderful feeling. And now, now no- what, what did you say? Did you say at, at the time I was right? You know, what what, what was the <laughs> what was the move that you used on her? I, you know what I. Everything was just coming out. It was just flowing, <laughs> yeah. and it was beautiful. She didn't say a word. She never shuts up, and she never said a word. It was perfect. So what was the I, argument I, about? Like, what were you guys disagreeing? I about? don't even remember anymore. Yeah. Okay. Was, it was like, it was like. Like an out-of-body experience. At that point. Right. Correct. So you've been, exactly. you've been married for how long? How long have you been? Uh, I, like 10 years. 10 years. It was for like 16 yeah. So you used the Maller maneuver and it worked out for you. It yeah. worked out for me. That's a tremendous, that's a wonderful, you know what, I'm going to give you a golden ticket, Carlos. I don't usually do that, but that's a, that's a tremendous win for you. Coop doesn't understand. He's not, Coop's not married. He doesn't understand. But those of us that are married yep. know that normal protocol is just, uh, yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Uh, even when you're right, you have to say you're wrong. It's yeah. very frustrating as a married right. man. And I also... I met you at San Bernardino. I was the guy with the little girl sitting. Oh, I remember you. Yeah, 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 that's right. I remember you. Yeah, that was cool. You brought your daughter out there. That was awesome. That was great. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. Yeah. Good job, Carlos. It was, it yeah, what's up, man? How you doing? Yeah, <laughs> How you doing, man? How you doing? All right, we got to do that again, Carlos. We're going to have, we're doing something. We're working on something, I guess. Is that still going on, Cooper? Are we still working on that thing that we were talking about off the air? Still waiting to hear back. All right, we're hoping to have something, Carlos, sooner than two years. But uh, thanks, man. Your daughter's great, too, and 
Congratulations, man. That was cool. Congrats. Good father-daughter bonding out there at the baseball game. Solid. He had good seats, too. He was sitting in the front row there. I was harassing. I, I moved to sit and talk to him, and then the people behind were like kind of annoyed that I was there because they were like, that's kind of like blocking their view of the people behind, but uh, it happens. All right, so the Ben Mather Show on Fox, the Insta Advice Line, unscreened radio. Who needs our advice? I have some good suggestions. I'm still undecided. If you want to recommend somebody, send me a message on Twitter, at Ben Maller. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. Almost all talk shows sound the same after a while. Think of us as a sports talk oasis from the mundane. The Ben Maller Show Facebook page is our own unique meeting place with over 2 billion of our closest friends, most of whom ignore us. Please take a second to like our page. Go to Facebook.com slash Ben Maller Show. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. Hey, you sports figure guy or girl. Who the hell are you talking to, son? Here's some instant advice. Hold that thought. No one's paid attention to me for 10 whole seconds. And if you don't like it, screw you. And away we go. It's the Insta Advice Line. Unscreened radio. If you ever get your own radio show, hey, listen, these are fun jobs to get, but be careful. This is a very dangerous portion of radio. We are trained professionals. The safety net comes off. And we dive into the deep, shark-infested waters of caller-driven radio. Who needs our advice here? Well, some of the suggestions. Danny in Nashville said the Titans offensive line, just Josh going with Scott Frost at Nebraska. Heath, the Texans fan, says head coach Bob needs coaching advice. Bill O'Brien. Uh, who else? Yeah, random hodgepodge. But I think the person that needs your advice is Eddie Garcia. He's going on vacation for two weeks. He's already checked out. He's going on a European <laughs> vacation. So what is your advice to Eddie Garcia when he goes on his European sojourn? 877-99 on Fox. You're live on the air when you hear my voice. Hello, line one. You're on the air. Your advice to Eddie Garcia on his vacation. Uh, can he help me find my Frisbee? Yes, your, your Frisbee. If it's in Europe, yes, I can. Istanbul, I believe, is where the Frisbee is. Is that correct, Eddie? Uh, I don't know. Is Istanbul a part of Europe? Check back later. I guess Eddie does not know where it is. (laughs) Line two, hello. You're on the air, line two. Jeremy Pruitt's the best ever. All right, sure, yes. Uh, Line three, you're on the air. We're giving advice to Eddie Garcia on a European vacation. Bitcoin just went up $1,000 in one Line four, no you're on the was. air. I don't know. He's talking about crypto stocks. Line four, hello. Eddie having his problems on the road. I'm Ben oh, Maller. I hope not. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, Eddie. Make sure you got that passport with you at all times, Eddie. You're never coming back. <laughs> line, line five. Hello, line five. Line five is not there. We'll go to line six. It's the instant advice line for Eddie. He's going on a Euro- European vacation. Yes, I hear you, sir. Line six, that's hello. you. Hi. Don't say anything. Line one, hello, go. Great advice. Hey, Eddie, just make sure you record the Puck Podcast before you go. Need something to listen to overnight while you're gone. You yeah, it, clearly, yes. Uh, line two, hello. My butt hurts. All right, it sounds like you should call a doctor. Line three, you're on the air, go. Hey, you better pack that terrible towel, baby. <laughs> I think that was Chris in Houston. Line four, you're on the air, go. When you come back, you better bring me that good stuff. Yeah, I clearly uh, random line. Baby, you want to hang out with me? You better get me that good stuff. That's Cowboy John Brad. Hello, Cowboy. What's your advice to Eddie? He's going to Europe. 
uh, well, first of all, rest in the uh, rest in peace, Jim Taylor, Jim Palmer, seventy three today. My boy Thomas well, Buckner, seventy four today, and, and Eddie, uh, get you something. Who is that? Shirley. Okay, all right. Thank you. How about yeah, Bucks and It's great getting porn. I'm telling you. Line one, that's you. It's the instant advice line. We're giving advice to Eddie. He's already checked out. He's going to Europe though in a couple of days. Hello, line one. Hello. Yeah. Goodbye. Line two, you're on the air. Go. Eddie. Just kick back, enjoy yourself, and have a great time. Uh, that's not I'll, the advice we're looking for, sir. That's a bad call by you. Line three, you're on the air. Hello. Drive on the right side of the road and have lots of sex, Eddie. Yeah, wow, Tammy Montana. Yeah, line I four, will not be driving. Ben Maller. Oh, thank you, Tammy. Line five, hello, go. I'm going to get you, Roberto. <laughs> <laughs> That could be my favorite right now. <laughs> Who is this guy, man? I love that guy. Just, You'll find out one day. He'll find the wor- <laughs> worst possible moment. You're going to find out who that is. Line six, hello. Stay there. Yeah. Oh, angry Bill. <laughs> line one. <laughs> I, I'm not standing there. Two words right there. Hello, line one. You're on the air. Go. OJ did it. <laughs> okay, thank you. Line two, hello. Line two, advice to Eddie Garcia. He's going on a European vacation in a couple days. Be a man. Join the Marines. Line three. Yeah, hello. That ain't happening. Hey, legitimately, Eddie, if you need to call home, use the Messenger app on Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh, you'll save a lot of money that way. Okay. So take that in your pooper and pop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want to spend a lot of money on phone calls. No, right? I do not. You really don't like anybody here anyway to call, do you? There's well, no we got really people staying at our house. Maybe eh, some situations. Call them. Line four. Hello. Yeah, stop in Amsterdam and pick up a little surprise for Coop. Yeah, good luck. I'm not, no. Put no, that I'm in not, the carry-on yeah, bag, Yeah, bring Eddie. that back, yeah, sure. they don't care. Yeah. Look the other way. Line five, you're on the air, go. Eddie needs to thank the Salvation Army, the Silk of St. Mary's, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Cammy in Montana, go Vikings! Yeah, a rip-off, hollering James call. Line six, you're on the air, go. Anything you stuff in the metal beer sign doesn't show up on an x-ray machine. Okay, uh, line. Uh, let's go to Random Line. Random Line, you're on the air. Hello, Random Line. Fred Cagliari will be 100 next Monday. Okay. Hey, where are the white women at? Do you ever think when you'll be 100, Eddie, if you make it that Who? far? Who? Oh, I'm not making it that far. I'm not either. Line 1, you're on the air. Hello. Eddie's a victim of circumstance. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> line, line two. Don't drink the water. Yeah, well, that's in Mexico. Is it in Europe, too? You can't drink the water in Europe, either? Okay, don't drink no, the water. No. I'm not drinking any water. In Rome, you can. I don't drink water here, so I'll be all right. I like water. Line three, hello. Kyle Trump. What? All right. Well, line four, you're on the air. Hello. You're fired. Hey, I'm policing the streets of Boston right now, making this safe. All right, Blind Scott. Calm down, Blind Scott. Uh, line four, you're on. Line five, Rob. When I pee. Line five. Uh, yes, Ben. I would look Eddie Garcia square in the eye and grab my hockey stick and say, You hang up on yourself, Ben Maller. Okay. One nice. more. We'll do you one more. Best quick. advice so far. Pick it, Coop. Hurry up. Line five. Line five. Last call for Eddie Garcia. Go, line five. Don't drink the water. There it is. We've already <laughs> got that again. Don't drink any water, Eddie. I've got a murder. Got to go. I got it. Yeah, I'm out of here. I got to go. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
After week two of the NFL season, Jacksonville was the toast of the league. They had beaten the Patriots convincingly. Their defense had all the swagger in the world. They were strutting around like a peacock on top of the world. Now, yeah. wow, 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 wowzers. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Mather Show for this hour. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Of all the outcomes on Sunday, the one that was the most jarring, The most surprising took place in Arlington, Texas. The Dallas Cowboys, you figured if they won the game against Jacksonville, they were not going to win it because of a high-powered offense. It was going to have to be a game that their defense won. It was going to be a close game, back-and-forth game. But no, the Dallas Cowboys put a can of whoop-ass on Jacksonville. The much-maligned Dakota Prescott had another substandard statistical day. He had less than 200 yards passing. Had a couple of touchdowns, but he didn't have to have 400 yards passing. He didn't have to have five touchdown passes. Didn't have to do any of that because everybody contributed for the Cowboys. They overwhelmed Jacksonville. When I say overwhelmed, that's not an understatement. It was 40-7 to was the final in favor of the Cowboys in week six. It goes the way of the boys as they lasso Jacksonville. And in a really just in a, a humiliating, deflating performance by a team that had been pegged after the first couple games of the year as a legit threat to win the AFC, that they had a game in hand with the Patriots, a head-to-head matchup. And so let's discuss here the better story being in the losing locker room. Let's talk about it. The question is, what do you make of this latest stink bomb from Jacksonville? My perspective, you've got downgraded, the chocolate bunny, and sloppy. And we'll link all this together. Now, A, Jacksonville cannot be taken seriously. Now, that doesn't mean that, that Jacksonville is not going to win a bunch of games and they're going to ha- end up. They're 3-3 three and three right now. And so do they get seven more wins? Do they get to ten wins? Probably so. Right? Still got a game with Buffalo. They still play... Indianapolis, who sucks, and the Titans, who blow, and the Redskins, who are mediocre, and the Dolphins, who are a beatable team. Plus, the divisional, the other divisional games are obviously games that can be won. The Colts twice. You've got the Texans again uh, coming up twice. So there are plenty of winnable games for Jacksonville, but you've got to look big picture. And if you look at this objectively, Jacksonville is downgraded. They are no longer considered part of the hierarchy in the AFC. They are moving on down the totem pole, no longer a top-tier team in the American Football Conference. It's it's one thing to have an off week at Arrowhead. Kansas City's a pretty good team. And you can say, well, that was just Blake Bortles who was bad. That was his fault. He was bad. And so we'll just chalk that up to Blake Bortles' interceptions. But when you start stacking performances back-to-back the way that Jacksonville now has. They've lost three of their last four. And in these last 
uh, three of the four games they've lost. Jacksonville, in the three losses total, has scored 27 points. They scored six in a loss to the Titans, 14 in a loss against Kansas City at Arrowhead in week five, and then in week six here, seven points against the Dallas Cowboys. Now, they did have a big win against the Jets. That was a home game. But this offense, the inconsistency of the Jacksonville offense popping up, there is no excuse for this performance. None. The reason you handicap the game, if you go in the NFL, I'm a big proponent and I buy into the dogma of the zigzag theory, that there's tremendous value betting on teams in the NFL when they come off a horrible performance. The reason that is, is because very rarely, very rarely does a team go back-to-back with terrible performances. Even the bad teams usually show up the next week, the next game, after they get blown out, and they play a much better game. Jacksonville, they go back-to-back and against a Cowboy team that had been frauds, absolute frauds on offense. And 40 points. The Cowboys end up putting up 40 points against that vaunted Jacksonville defense. There is no tangible excuse for that performance. It's not exactly the type of defense that gives you heartburn, right? The the Cowboys defense. Now, last week, the, the excuse was, as I said, it was Blake Bortles and all the turnovers and all the mistakes and all that. And you say, well, that's just, that's the problem. But in this game, early on, it was a medley of Cowboys that made big plays. It was Dak Prescott picking apart the the zone defense of Jacksonville like they were they were on vacation. They were just enjoying a nice Texas vacation there, uh, the, the way that Dak Prescott was able to slice it up. And the, the, the numbers, the game was over at halftime. So the, the final numbers, you can say, oh, 47 is impressive and all that, but it was 24 to nothing at halftime. And at halftime, Dak Prescott had 151 yards and two touchdowns and no interceptions. He had a wonderful first half. He sliced up Jacksonville. He didn't do much of anything in the second half because he didn't have to do much of anything because the game was over at halftime. Jacksonville's not designed to come back down 24 points. Now, the second part of this, from top to bottom, Jacksonville was unprepared. Now, I, I had this game in my rotation. I had this game in my rotation. Now, the cool thing about the, the late television window that there's only three games. There, there, there's not much there. You know, we had the Rams, Broncos, Ravens, Titans, and Jags, Cowboys. So you get to watch a little bit of all the games. You're, ro- you're rotating around. Uh, I did not anticipate this lack of effort, this lackadaisical approach by Jackson. Blake Bortles was bad. And don't don't mistake Blake Bortles for being good. Garbage. He, uh, he, was, he was not good. He was very mediocre in the first half. He had a, a quarterback rating of 82. He didn't have an interception in the first half. He didn't have a touchdown in the first half because Jacksonville didn't score in the first half. He was bad. Now, he took sacks when you're not supposed to take sacks. He also had receivers who dropped passes that were certainly catchable passes. Linemen who appeared to do the old uh, the the old revolving blocking of uh, like a like a bus terminal. Uh, they were just going through them, whatever they wanted to do. The the real enigma though is Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is like when you get one of those chocolate bunnies, it turns out to be hollow because it looks okay on the outside. You think, boy, that's a thick, nice chocolate bunny. And then you realize that's not a full chocolate bunny. It's a hollow chocolate bunny. That's Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles is a hollow 
Chocolate Bunny. He looks good on the outside, but is often disappointing when you get inside. And and this is <laughs> this is going the wrong way. The last four weeks against the Titans, Jets, Chiefs, and and Patriots. If you go back, Blake Bortles uh, was he had four touchdowns, six interceptions. Uh, the last four weeks. I don't think the Patriots. Actually, let me go back here. Do the last. Let me do the math on this again. Yeah, the last four games: Cowboys, Chiefs, Jets, Titans. So not the Patriots. Cowboys, Chiefs, Jets, Titans. Last four games: four touchdowns, six interceptions, and a quarterback rating of seventy-five. And so all that talk about parlaying the goodwill, the confidence that Jacksonville got from losing a close game in the AFC Championship game. What happened to momentum? They won their first two games. Shouldn't they have carried that momentum, Jacksonville, across the finish line? How'd they lose their momentum? Bad job by Doug Marone. Why didn't he keep the momentum? What kind of coach is Doug Marone? A bad coach. How could you lose your momentum? They had all the momentum. First two weeks of the year, beat the Giants, beat the Patriots. Feeling good. Mocking television channels for not covering their games. How's that going? How's that working out for you? We had heard that Blake Bortles had reinvented himself, that he had some some confidence now because of that championship game performance the first half when he was good against the Patriots. He sucked in the second half. And then you come out and play like this? Now, the parting shot here, we'll hear from some of the participants in a minute, uh, but Doug Marone, now, this is not one of his finest efforts here. He has some explaining to do. The Jags have lost their identity. This is a sloppy football team right now. This is a careless football team, and you can't be flamboyant and cocky and strutting around like a peacock when you're getting smashed on a weekly basis. Jacksonville has now allowed 70 points and over 800 yards the past two weeks. Top defense compared to some of the all-time great defenses in the NFL. They've given up over 800 yards and 70 points the last two games. That's one thing to give up points to Kansas City, but the Cowboys? Now, on a positive note, Jacksonville does play the Texans, and that game is in the swimming pool in Duval County. I believe that game is in a home game for for Jacksonville. So they'll they have that, and the Texans are three and three, and we know the Texans at three and three are the worst three and three team in the history of the NFL. The three wins have been gifted, the three wins given away by Indianapolis, who said we don't want it, we'd rather lose than tie. Bold move by Frank Wright, but that's exactly what happened. Remember that back? We talked a lot about it here on this show. What are you doing? You had the tie, and the, the Colts are like, we don't want a tie. We don't need a tie. We're not going to take the tie. And they lost in overtime. And then the Cowboys, that Sunday night game, when Jason Garrett decided, I have the greatest running back in football. I have a highly paid offensive line. I'm going to punt on fourth down and one. I would not want to go for it. I don't trust my offensive line. I don't trust Ezekiel Elliott. So I'm going to punt the ball away. Cowboys lost that game. And then this past week, the Texans, they they won because of the Peterman effect. It was ridiculous. Let's hear from Doug Marone 
Coach, your team has now lost three of their last four games. Your defense has been humiliated on a weekly basis here. What do you have to say for yourself? There's no excuses, you know. I mean, we just got to do a better job. I wish I could sit out here and say that was a great play and that was a great catch, and there were there were good plays. I, I don't want to take away from them. You know, we've got to take a good look at ourselves. You know, we've got to look ourselves, and you know, we've got to put the responsibility on all of us, starting with me, and you know, pull your bootstraps up and let's go. Do they actually have bootstraps? I don't, I don't think, think so. That's just an expression. I don't think they actually have boots. That'd be something if they had bootstraps. Blake Bortles, you're a legend. Blake, tremendous effort there. Way to really guide Jacksonville's offense. I think we can all say job well done. I'm sure you're happy with your performance, yes? we got to do a better job offensively oh, getting okay. started early. The, the games we've played well as an offense, we got started early. You know, So with that being said, that's how we need to start and find a way to start. But we also got to find a way to where if we don't start like that, to, to overcome that and get rolling. You know, I think we got three three-and-outs to start the game, and not what you're looking for. But you got to find a way to score points. You can't score seven points. I mean, you got to find a way to move the ball. we got to continue to try to do a better job, take care of it, turning it over too much. I mean, it's just kind of bad all around. I have noticed the only thing Jacksonville does well on offense is the crossing patterns. And if you can stop the crossing patterns and force Blake Bortles to do something else, he can't do it. Like, that's the, the kryptonite on Bortles is anything other than the crossing patterns. Against the Patriots in week two, and I happened to do some radio right after that game, I recall it was just nonstop. The Patriots were not quick enough that particular day with who they had on the field to stop the Jacksonville receivers from slicing up the Patriots' defense. And so Cole and Westbrook and those guys just had a field day, and teams have figured it out. It would appear that they are now saying, okay, we'll, we'll take away the crossing patterns, beat us somewhere else on the field. How's that working out? Uh, yeah, not good. Not so good. The real... Christopher, who's like, he's a Brewers fan, though, so I don't know. This guy's a dopey Brewers fan. Uh, he says, Cole Beasley had 100 yards and two touchdowns on Duvall. They are garbage. It's, uh, from the real Christopher. That's what he has. That's what he says right there. Uh, let's see. Trip says the Patriots have scored more points in the last nine hours than the Jags have in their last four games since winning the Super Bowl. That's right. That was their Super Bowl when they beat the Patriots. That was the Super Bowl for Jacksonville, they stopped playing. We say hello to Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie. Judas Garcia, right over there. Uh, ben, I'm sure yeah. you heard this, but just in case you didn't, do you want to hear a little okay. Jalen Ramsey after the uh, game? Uh, sure, I'd love to hear Jalen Ramsey. He has always a lot to say. I'm sure he was very passive-aggressive. Let's hear. As be. How much of a shock is it that this defense comes out and gets their ass beat, considering the talent you guys have? Mm-hmm. You guys have played together a lot as a second year. How do you kind of explain some of the blowing assignments that you guys had early in this game? Mm-hmm. That was fun. Coach said that he felt like it, was an, it wasn't an effort issue. It was a miscommunication issue. Would you agree with that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jalen, what challenge did Cole Beasley pose today? Oh, no. Defense usually plays with you know, a lot of swagger and confidence. What needs to happen to... Kind of get you guys mojo. I don't know. Hey, you got what you got? What it takes in this room to kind of regroup and get back on track? Yeah, we'll see. Is this still I'll the best it. defense in the NFL, Jalen? Hmm? Is this still the best defense in the NFL? We ain't playing like it. 
there was a time in 2016 you thought the Cowboys would take you instead of Zeke. Did you have a chance to talk to Zeke today? How big is this one uh, coming up with Houston at home division game? It's the next one. Is your guy's pride wounded a little bit? I don't know. You personally, I mean, I have you know. experienced a loss like this? I don't remember. <laughs> you know his new nickname is? Mumbles. That's his new nickname. <laughs> Jalen Mumbles Ramsey. I don't know. Mumbles. Don't know. Mumbles. Mumbles. <laughs> That's surprising. He usually, uh, he usually likes to talk. What happened? Oh, man. You got to still talk even when you lose. That's a bad job by him. Nice hat, though. I see the hat. I'm looking at the clip here. I, I got That's an expensive hat. How much do you think that? That's like a $200 hat, $300 hat. That might be even more than that. I would say more, yeah. You think that's a professional? I'm not, you know, I'm not big on uh, hats. I don't know where you go to buy that, but it's a store that I don't shop and he does, I'm sure. So, yeah, I'm sure it's expensive. He'll be back, though. Yeah, don't worry. This week he'll be back talking trash. He will do it. Now, you you had brought up the chocolate bunny, and I'm like, where is he going? Yeah. Chocolate bunny. Uh, chocolate bunny. Yeah, that was pretty good. Did you like that? I, I did like that. that, yeah. I really like I like chocolate bunnies. I don't. I haven't had them in a while, but uh, they're good, you know. So the Easter thing, you know, chocolate bunnies yeah. and all that. I understand, yeah. Oh, I, no, get, I don't like those. You're not a fan of chocolate bunnies? Nah. Really? Yeah. That's wrong. A nice milk chocolate chocolate bunny. What about the Cadbury bunny? Would you like those? Nah. I'm not a big fan of chocolate. Okay. Well, wow. Yeah, we all have weaknesses. Bad news, Eddie. <laughs> I, see, I saw this, Eddie. How about this? This is from the UK. The government uh, over there, anti-obesity plan. They are demanding that peaches get shrunk. Or lose their toppings in the mm. UK. So don't eat any pizza over there. Well, it's funny because my wife has some friends over there already, and they said they found a great pizza place, which I was very surprised to hear. Ah, so. The Public Health England, PHE, yeah. said drastic measures were needed to combat Britain's uh-huh. obesity crisis, Eddie. So they're 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 looking like to make changes in the future, not right away. You know, I There's, think they might start immediately. No, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it could happen uh, tomorrow. Not. When are you when are you arriving in the UK? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday. Might happen on Tuesday. It's so big, I don't think you could really kind of get your mouth around it. Under, I mean, no, not if they shrink it. Mean, Under the plan there, Eddie, a standard pizza for one should contain no more than 928 calories. Apparently that's a lot less than normally uh, they have. And mm. they suggest the pie should contain more, no more than 695 calories. Which I think is like one pepperoni and a little piece of cheese. That's it. That's all. I mean, so. one slice shouldn't be more than 695 calories. That's what it says right here in England. That's a ridiculous yeah. slice yeah. of you pizza. You know what I say to that? Boo, boo, boo. That's why I'm not going to the UK right there. How many calories does a one slice of pizza have? Listen, you, the, the whole part of eating pizza is you're not supposed to ask how many calories are in the pizza or else don't eat the pizza. That's the way I look at it. If you're going to eat the pizza, you enjoy that. But they said, I was reading this story here, they said that... They, all foods, cooking sauces, burgers, processed meats, everything that's consumed in the UK, they're they're going to cut down on the calories because people are getting too fat. That's interesting because they have a reputation for not having any good food, and now they want to make it worse. I I would agree. That's with true. You. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's a bad job by them. No play for Mister Gray. What would they do with that? Do you see that story on the news about the pig? Did you see that over the weekend? No, I did not. That's a SoCal what, what story. What happened with the pig? Well, there was a apparently a pig got. Did you guys see this? A pig got loose in San Bernardino. I did see this. Yeah, this is great. So you talk about good police work. All right, how are you going to get a wayward pig back home? They put 
down a trail of Cheetos. Well, not, <laughs> no, not Cheetos. No, Doritos. Not Cheetos. Doritos. Oh. And oh, Cheetos would have been better. Yeah. But they used Doritos, and apparently the pig loved the Doritos. I saw a video <laughs> clip, and this massive pig... This it looked like. You see the pictures, uh, Coop. Have you seen the video on this? Yes. <laughs> there's a, there's a video going around the internet behind the pig, and the pig is just going along. You know, do 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 do. And the, the it's a massive pig. Yeah. When we say big piggy, that's a big piggy, and the damn thing is just going along. And the and just the, the officers walking backwards doing the moonwalk there, and then like teasing the pig with the Doritos, and so the pig keeps walking after. The uh, the officer they're trying to get the delicious Doritos. So it was, it was really good. That's that's good. Well done. Do they teach you that at the academy? Yes, they do. They say it's, that uh, they the pig maneuver. The pig was the size of a horse. Literally, it looked like a small horse. It's massive. Uh, and it was a, roaming loose all over the place in San Bernardino County. It's a big pig. It's a lar- That is a large pig. Have you seen the video yet? What's the pig's name? Do we know what the name of the pig is? We do not know. Doritos I do, pig. I do not know. No, the I don't, name I don't. Yeah. yeah, I didn't. I didn't see them. See, if I'm the people at Doritos, you know what I did? I put that pig. Hire in. the pig. Exactly. Yep. You hire that pig. That's what you say. That horse-sized <laughs> pig would still be running amok without our Doritos. I type in Doritos pig, and Bam. there he yeah. is. It's hard to miss. Yep. It's a good-looking pig, right? That's, that is your pet. Bad, That's somebody's pet, right? That's what it was. Somebody's pet got out. That is a big pig. How much boy. does that pig eat per day? What do you think? How much do you spend on food for that pig to keep up that weight? You would think quite a bit. Oh, boy. Look at the time. All right. It is the, the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Wow. We'll time just keep flies going. when you talk pigs. Yeah, you know? we're talking about pigs. That's what we're doing here. Uh, get out the earplugs. We'll get to that. We'll do it next. On the Ben Maller Show, we specialize in sarcasm, snark, and satire, all things needed to survive the shady late-night characters on Twitter. Let your thoughts be heard by the masses under the cover of the microblogging website and follow Ben on Twitter. He's at Ben Maller. And you can tweet at and follow our technical producer. He plays all the music and most funny sound bites in the Ben Maller Show. His first name is Roberto. His last name is Flores. You can follow him at Raider underscore Rob 24. Yeah, lots of Mexicans wearing Raider jerseys. <laughs> and I'm live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's Ben Maller. We'll have coach player entertainer coming up. In a little bit. Look forward to that. Jamie says, Jalen Ramsey sounds like Billy Bob from Sling Blade. Depressed there. Jalen Ramsey, Jacksonville, got smashed. Terrible performance against the Cowboys. The Rooster says, I saw that pig, Ben. If it doesn't have a name, we should name it Real Talk. That's what he says. How dare you? How dare you? Mr. Wonderful says putting out a line of Doritos leading to their bed is how many men. Oh, come on now, Mr. I can't read that, Mr. How dare you? How dare you, Mr. Wonderful? (laughs) Let's go to Jermaine in Nashville, who's next on Fox Sports Radio. And if you want to play coach, player, entertainer, call right now. Operators are standing by at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Hello, Jermaine. Benjamin, what's going on, Pro Ham? You tell me, Jermaine. How can we help you, buddy? What's up? Man, uh, first of all, man, I'm tired of watching every Sunday sticking in football. It's like watching the Titans here, man. It's almost like, are they really trying to win or look good losing? 
How, how do you look good losing when I believe that Marcus Mariota was sacked more than he completed passes? He had 10 completions. He was sacked 11 times. How do you do that in an NFL game? Look here, man. Tomorrow or Tuesday, whenever he meets up with him, he needs to slap the dog piss out of every one of them, man. That, that made no sense at all, man. That was bad. That was embarrassing. Real bad. Yeah. But the main thing about it, I wanted to talk about Eli, man. Eli didn't see the writing on the wall. When Tom Coughlin left, he should have been trying to make a move when he got down to Jacksonville because that, that would have been the, his moment to ride off in the sunset and probably have another ring, a Super Bowl ring, with a younger team. Nah, see, the, I would argue that the one of the reasons Tom Coughlin lost his job with the Giants was because of Eli Manning. That that's one of the reasons. I, I know the connection. I've made the connection. Everyone's made the connection. It's lazy connection, right? So Eli and Coughlin back together in Jacksonville. We've all done it. But Coughlin would still be with the Giants if, he, if Eli was good. And that's the main thing I'm saying. I, I still don't understand why Eli don't understand. He is not what he used to be. And uh, he, he really needs well, to What's he going to do? He's got a contract. Was he going to retire and walk away and say, that's it, I'm done? Well, the main thing about it, even when he interviews, you can't understand a word he's saying. So I, I don't know what the problem is. He can't talk, but. If well, he, he, can't he sounds. Talk in the yeah, yeah, he sounds like Huckleberry Hound, is what he sounds. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you know, Odell and them probably can't hear the play, so that's a problem. That could be the problem: communication issues in the locker room. Yeah, you've solved it right there. Thank you, Jermaine. Solved all the problems. A failure to communicate. This portion of the show brought to you by Discover Card. We treat you like you'd treat you. We're going to have coach, player, entertainer. I see some of our contestants, our combatants lined up. Do we have, is that, is that two and six? Are those our contestants? We'll find out. Line two, possibly line six. There might be a chance for you to sneak in at 877-99 on Fox. Get those earplugs ready. The earplugs are ready. We'll get to that in a moment from the Geico Studios. But right now, as we get back on track, Eddie Garcia here. With the latest, Eddie. In postseason baseball, it was Game 2 of the American League Championship Series with the Red Sox beating the Astros 7-5 at Boston. Got a big hit from Jackie Bradley Jr. in the third inning. A bases loaded double to drive in three runs. That helped him get the victory. And even with that series, at a game apiece. Matt Barnes earned the win in relief of David Price, the starter. Craig Kimbrell gets the save. And Garrett Cole for Houston took the loss. Again, that series is tied at 1-1. In the NFL, Sunday Night Football, Patriots get a last-second field goal to beat the Chiefs 43-40. Henny Kansas City, their first defeat of the season. Chiefs are now 5-1 on the year. Patrick Holmes did have four touchdown passes in the second half in the loss. Other games of note, Rams, now the only remaining undefeated team left in the NFL, now 6-0 after a 23-20 win over the Broncos. Overtime for the Dolphins to defeat the Bears, 31-28. They win by and backup quarterback Brock Osweiler started the game for the injured Ryan Tannehill. Cowboys all over the Jaguars, 40-3. Dak Prescott, three touchdowns for Dallas, two passing, one rushing. Steelers get a Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown touchdown pass, 31 yards with 10 seconds to go to beat the Bengals, 30, uh, 28-21. The Ravens top the Titans, 21-0. Baltimore's defense held Tennessee's offense to 106 total yards. They sacked Tennessee quarterback Marcus Mariota 11 times. Chargers beat the Browns 38-14. It was the Vikings over the Cardinals 27-17. In London, Seahawks over the Raiders 27-3. Oakland 1-4 now on the year. Falcons outscore the Buccaneers 34-29. Jets get by the Colts 42-34. Redskins beat the Panthers 23-17. And the Texans down the Bills 
20 to 13. This support brought to you by True Car. Also, uh, the NHL season continues tonight with a high-scoring matchup as the Toronto Maple Leafs will be taking on the LA Kings at 730 East. And that's our Discover Card key matchup. Speaking of matchups, become a new card member and Discover Card will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply. We are hanging out here on Fox Sports Radio. We'll get to coach, player, entertainer momentarily. And Vance Joseph might want to get some earplugs ready. The Bronco coach who was being serenaded by chance of Chad Kelly, the fans trying to get Case Keenum out of the game. Vance Joseph was asked about this, and he stood by his man. He said, no. He said, Case Keenum is a quote. Case Keenum is our quarterback. That's my quarterback. He did some good things. He wasn't perfect. It wasn't perfect. Uh, that's the quote from Vance Joseph. And Case Keenum was asked about the crowd in Denver booing his performance. Keenum said, I heard it. He said, they should be ticked. I'm ticked, he said. Koopa Loop, your thought. How do you feel, Coop? Vance Joseph is such a douche. Listen, so this guy, at the end of the half, right, at the end of the half, he brings in Chad Kelly. The crowd goes nuts. crowd goes wild. Just so he can kneel the ball and take it into the locker room. It's a good-looking kneel. Man knows how to kneel the football. Oh, no. It's an educated kneel, right? It's the only time I got off my couch the entire game. You were the most exciting kneel in the history of football? Like that? How about that run defense? Remember when the Broncos had good defense, Koopaloo? Remember that? 594 yards they've allowed the last two weeks on the ground. Yeah, because for some reason they like insist on keeping Todd Davis in there. Gave him a, a contract extension for some reason. It's yeah. it's just it's bad. It's bad That's decisions good, all around. It's okay, Coop. I feel for you. Jared Goff didn't have to do anything. He didn't even play well, but it didn't matter. The Rams still won the game. And and that score is misleading. You'd admit that score is misleading, Coop. Twenty three to twenty. It was the Rams were in control. They were uh, they were up by double digits. I don't they, know that it's misleading. It's misleading. Not, I mean, I, I'm happy. Really. I had the. I had, <laughs> how's it not misleading? I, mean, you know, I never got the sense the Rams are going to lose the game. Did you ever think the Broncos were actually going to win the game? I don't think it's misleading. They were within misleading. shot of nah, tying not, or winning the game nah. the whole time. So a 23 to 20 win is kind of tells the exact like the whole story. They were up. Thir- they were up by 10 at halftime. They were up by 17. Uh, and they were they were comfortably ahead. It was, they were up by ten going to the fourth quarter. They were they were up by two scores most of the game. That's what I'm saying. Up by two scores, you're not really in danger of losing the game. And the Broncos, when they scored the final the the final touchdown, was like how much time was left? Like uh, there wasn't three minutes and something seconds. Uh, was there even that much? I don't even think there was. I think there was like two minutes or something left on the clock. So there wasn't that much time left anyway. All right. So the Ben Maller Show. That's right. Who's I forget who's the only team in the NFL that hasn't lost a game yet this year. Who's the? That's right. Who? God, it's, it sucks. My, no, it doesn't I, suck. It's great. Real, real quick, the I just, just want to say, a lot of my friends they ask me, "Hey, like, why don't you also root for for the Rams? Yeah, you, you know, should, they're the, you should, they're the dumbest, LA, they're the LA that's home team. Excuse. That's that's you know, you got to represent you, your you home. Do it, yeah. It's because of you, Ben. Because of me. Yes. Why, why I, me? Wa- when the Rams were coming back to LA, I was yeah. excited about it. I was yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. I've always kind of liked the me? Rams. Yes, because you are insufferable. Not and it all. makes me hate the Rams. No. No, Koopaloo. You're blaming me for not being a Ram fan? Yes. You, I've always hated the Rams. Well, you, you've got your own. You, you, know, you a, don't remember they were here in the 90s. Yeah, they were the 
uh, the, owned by the 49ers. They lose to the Niners all the time. Coop, I understand what no, you're they saying. Beat, but, they used to beat Joe Montana. Back in those years, the old years, they used to, They did pretty they well against the Niners. The Niners. Be- before I met Ben, I, really. I never thought much about the Clippers. I never disliked them. I was like, yeah, the Clippers, whatever. But then, then Ben came along. Now I hate the Clippers. I'm flattered that you guys have valued my opinion so much. Clippers? that. I mean, this, it's, I'm honored here. What is still wrong with the Clippers? Baffling that you guys would, would think that way because of my opinion. You'd think that you would, you wanted me to be happy. That's a dumb excuse. Oh, you should cheer for the Rams. The Rams are in LA. That's the stupidest thing. (laughs) Your 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 Raiders are an embarrassment to football. You might as well do something. Are you just gonna not watch football? uh, Baseball, man. I told you, Dodgers World Series. Real quick, Tammy in Montana is next on Fox Sports. Where are the white women at? Montana. Hello, Tammy. Hey, Ben, I'll make it real quick. So, you know, I think real Urkel is delusional. I did state I wasn't interested in his participation awards, you know, the ones he brags about to make himself feel important. But I do have a suggestion. Maybe real bitch can post a video and show us how big he is. Wait a minute. He can't do that because he's hung like a newborn baby. Right. And only Mr. Wonderful wants to see that. <laughs> and speaking of Mr. Wonderful, here we go. A man that criticizes or makes negative comments about a woman who enjoys sex, there's a problem with him. I don't know if he doesn't enjoy sex or he just doesn't have sex, but oh. I'm thinking he has erectile dysfunction. Oh. And there's medication for that. And, we, and we, Eddie, I think have we a great vacation. It. Enjoy two weeks without real talk. All right. Thanks, thank ben. you. All right. Thank you, Tammy. There Big you Ben Maller. Oh, no need to do that, Tammy. It's all right. I appreciate that. The very nice jingle there. Thank you. Man, oh man. So, Coop, do you hate the Dodgers because of me, too? You, you find the. the, the yeah, Dod- kind of. Really? Wow. Think of this, Roberto. I have that uh, kind of influence over Koopa Loop and Eddie. I was never. I, I, I do wonder why Chris um, and Houston listens to you, though. Because oh, I'm right. <laughs> Learn something. That's why. Well, education on the overnight radio. Come on. I think it's Helping hilarious. them out, man. I think it's hilarious. Helping them out. Uh, Chris was at his best. He thought the Rockets were going to beat the Golden State really? Warriors. Oh, oh yeah. He missed God. that, oh. man. What a homer. And I had these bets going with all these. It, it, <laughs> Wait a minute. People... I love Roberto calling this guy a homer. Hey. Oh, Roberto's neutral. <laughs> <laughs> no, but all these guys in I, Houston. I criticize man. my team, and then people say, oh, I'm barely not on my team. I'm not barely on my I can criticize my team yeah, and say they're, right. they're choking or they're playing like crap. These guys in Houston are weasels because you make bets with them, and they don't follow through. They're not ethical people. The, the calls we have, many of these guys that call up, they, they're a very braggadocious. They make all these bets, and, and they don't follow through. It does not happen. So, anyway, it's the Ben Maller Show on Fox. Like, you know, if the, the, the Red Sox should beat the the Astros, but if something odd happens and the Astros somehow, through an act of God, beat the Red Sox and then play the Dodgers <laughs> in the World Series, I would be willing to make some wagers. But these people from Houston don't follow through. It does not happen. Uh, We'll press on here. We will get to Coach Player Entertainer. We're going to get to that, and we will do it next. You can't lick your own elbow, travel at light speed, or sneeze with your eyes open. However, you have the power to increase the audience of the Ben Maller Show. Tweet, Instagram, and Facebook post about the show. Don't be bashful. Tell your friends and family about our distinct program. Tell bad new listeners like yourself. And now live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios, it's Ben Maller. 
All right, real quick, let's go to Doug in Tacoma, and then uh, we'll move on to the game. Hello, Doug. I'm sorry, Ben, but the the Rams are a mirage. Oh, they I, are, I got are, I got to hear this. How are the Rams a mirage? This ought to be good. Go ahead, explain. It, it all comes down to last week in Seattle. They couldn't stop the run. They couldn't stop Ben Carson, a yeah. plotter. They, yeah. they, and and who, uh, who won? Who won that game? Barely. Who? And you guys who, were supposed wait, 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 to. Wait, wait, wait. Who won the game? Can you, you tell me who won the for one? Who hey, won the game? Hey. Yeah. Oh, come who's, on. Who's the only team? This is a man that's in the – you have denial here. You, you, you can't deal with the reality. That you're, the, you're the Rams – there are the 32 – I'm I'm seeing 6-0, and oh, and Bring boy, does that look good. Bring, oh, Chuck Knox, please. <laughs> Ground yeah, yeah, Chuck. That's right. He's the last guy to win anything, and that's all I ever won. That's a lot. What's the combined Listen. record of the Rams' opponents, Ben? Super Bowl. It'd be a lot better if they didn't play the Rams. I know that. The Rams are done. And by the They've way, got, that whole that Aaron the, the Rams are done. They're done. They're six and zero. What are you talking he about? He signs a big contract. <laughs> he, he might as well be I, at the beach. Is this a fake call? What, is, what is going on here? What is going on? DJ Fluker. They won pancake. the game. They won the game. Who cares? They're going to have a first round bye, and then they got a, a couple of home games. They go to the Super Bowl. Bam, bam, bam. They're in. They're losing to the Saints. That whole record thing's ridiculous, Koopaloop. You know, Kansas City, the teams they played, 17-17-1. If you have a great record, the other teams don't have a great record. That's how it works. The Raiders have played a tough schedule. That's why we suck. Yeah, because everyone's won against you, so the <laughs> that's why the Raiders have a terrible record. Uh, do we even have time for the game at this point? Should we just blow the game off, Koopaloop? What do you think? Yeah, we got, we, got, we got our ringer. So we shouldn't play the game? No. I mean... I mean, we don't have time. Yeah, we really really don't have time to do the fair. I mean, so I'm sorry, guys. We'll do the game next week. I had to take that weasel Seahawk fan, Doug. <laughs> These you people, weasel. They have Ram derangement syndrome. They cannot deal with the fact that the Los Angeles Rams are the class of the National Football League, that they are on top. They're 3-0 and at home. They're 3-0 and on the road. They haven't lost anywhere. They're 4-0 and out of the division. They're 2-0 and in the division. And keep in mind, the Rams still have two games left in the division with the 49ers. Laughing stock. They have another game with the Cardinals. Laughing stock. Win-win, 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 win-win. And Seattle's not that good. They'll beat the Seahawks again. Uh, it's just the, the Rams are going to end up. 14 and 2, 15 and 1 by the end of the year. And they will have the first round bye. And then we hope we get a Ram Chiefs Super Bowl because that'll be the first Super Bowl ever played in the 60s. Let's cowboy up on the Ben Maller show. We go to Windsor, Ontario, and cowboy John Brad as we yeah. cowboy up. Hello, cowboy. Yeah. Oh, hello, Ben. And uh, see, 54 years ago today, uh, Nikita Khrushchev. What happened? You Later was uh, displaced by uh, Leonid Brezhnev, and uh, Khrushchev died on September 11th, 1971, at the age of 77. Speak to you people soon. Bye. <laughs> we get the 22nd version of Cowboys Corner. We've beaten him down over the years. You gave him way too much time. He's not used to that. I know. I used to give him like seven minutes of airtime. What? <laughs> really? Well, not that much, but I give him a lot. <gasps> the man had a lot to say. He gave me updates on his junior high school. I mean, the whole thing. He was doing the whole, the whole big shebang. Uh, demo guy, real quick. Demo guy, you've got the final word, demo guy. 
Yeah, I like your Rams. We'll watch out for those Vikings. They're coming up. Did celebrate the Vikings. I did did I not say Cooper Loop asked me the other day who's it gives me the most fear in the NFC? And I didn't say the Saints. I said the Vikings. Once they get that defense figured out in Minnesota. Problem is you're gonna have to go into that pit of vipers, the LA Memorial Coliseum, the ghosts of the Coliseum you're will rise up. Show on Fox Sports Radio. You are. I think. I don't know. High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at High the number The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top ten for immersive art that's like... Whoa. And... Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world... Be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, save on select steel battery tools. Right now, save $50 on the FSA 57 battery trimmer set. Real steel. Find yours at steeldealers.com. With AK-10 battery and AL-101 charger, offer valid for limited time only while supplies last. See participating dealer for details.